Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Ooh. You got coronavirus. But all kidding aside, it's a, it's a matter of the thing. We are simpatico on our philosophy of government and simpatico on how we want to attach, approach these issues that we're facing. And so I don't have and when we disagree, it'll be just like it's so far. It's been just like when Barack and I did. It's in private. She'll say, I think we should do A, B, C, or D. And I'll say, I, don't, I like A, don't like B and C. Mm-hmm. And let's go, okay. If I read something where there's a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll, uh, I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. <laughs> you are fake news. Very fake. Ah, that's so funny. Ha ah. ha. Is there something wrong with her, too? Oh, my God. Go home, bitch. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Skag, whoever he is. Get your plug, man. You're out of here. You are a terrific team on all counts. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can go write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Google's given us the old connection issue again. Bear with us. What? The resolution dips out, you know. We, we've uh, we've about had it with this Google crap. Time to get a new video chat client, I think. Anyway, I'm told by Jack uh, at Twitter, that is, that suitcase gate, not a thing. Because there were not, in fact, suitcases in Georgia. Those were usual ballot containers. So the whole theory about voter fraud debunked, done. Don't ask any more questions. I uh, <laughs> Were you satisfied with the suitcase gate fact checks over the weekend? No, how ridiculous. They basically were like, fact check true, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> we will uh, we'll get into the entire suitcase gate scandal. Uh, to, at least to my mind, probably the most significant voter fraud accusation of substance. At least we have something to look at and evaluate for ourselves rather than claims or testimony of witnessing something. None of those things don't count, but you can see it with your own eyes and decide who's lying. The fact checkers or your own li- uh, your own eyes. So we will uh, take a look at that. Plus, uh, you heard it in the intro there. Joe Biden has another accidental moment of old man honesty. And he says if uh, he and Kamala have uh, an irreconcilable disagreement, he'll do exactly what he did with Obama. He will contract a disease and resign. That's that's what will happen. Well, what did he mean to say? That's what he meant to say. I, I don't think. Yeah. That, yeah, I don't think that was an accident. So we'll have a listen. Uh, that was on CNN. Also on CNN earlier in the week. 
bombshell news broken by the journalists at CNN. They got a leak out of China. Turns out China lied about its coronavirus numbers. Apparently, the bad eating commies may not have been truthful uh, or transparent in their coronavirus reports. Groundbreaking. Whatever. This is not a real threat. This is not a real thing. CNN. I'm sorry, I think the coronavirus might not even be real. Like, that's C- how deep. <laughs> CNN conspired with the Chinese to frame the Chinese because it benefits the powers that be in some. Who knows? There's got to be an explanation. Why would CNN just give us this information? Everything that comes out of CNN is something that they want you to think. Yeah. Maybe Why? there's an angle there. Maybe there's more than meets the eye because what meets the eye is really dumb. So maybe there's something deeper. Uh, Corona crackdowns continue, and so too does the resistance. Restaurant and bar owners across the country are following uh, Toronto BBQ man's lead and just saying no. Some of them are facing the law for their troubles, uh, but the spirit of resistance appears not to be damaged. We'll check in on those stories, plus some hoax hate before we get out of here. I have two cases. I guess it's not a hoax hate crime, but it's definitely a hoax creation of hate. Uh, a, A Jewish ER doctor who says uh, a Nazi with a giant swastika tattoo arrived at the hospital gasping for air and dying. But this hero doctor took care of him anyway. So, of course, CNN features him prominently for a video segment. No critical questions asked whatsoever. If and that's, this is the show where we get banned. This is the one. <laughs> one. We'll see. We'll see how spicy it gets at the end. If it sounds like a lazy TV plot, that's because it's exactly what it is. It, it, the critics are saying it was stolen. There are many reasons to disbelieve. One of the points is, dude, I saw that Grey's Anatomy episode. And it wasn't even that good. <laughs> really? It's basically a stolen plot line from 10 years ago. And uh, so we'll, we'll get into that at the end of the show. And we'll check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Streamlabs, and DLive along the way as well. 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers it will be all this and more in your favorite a couple hours of listening material remember you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website that's mattchristensenmedia.com one of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from listener owned businesses of course this week's feature business is our friends over at phoenix ammunition Everybody is responsible for their own defense, and so we're going to make sure that we can do everything in our power to make sure that they have what they need when they need it. It's Friday afternoon in Novi, and in a moderately spacious warehouse, a handful of men are cranking out ammunition by the minute. We caught up with Justin Nazarov, owner of Phoenix Ammunition, a local bullet manufacturer working to meet the spike in demand for ammunition. What we really hope is that people kind of have a... heart-to-heart moment where they they realize that the society we live in is more fragile than they would believe well despite the squeeze on ammo justin and his crew at phoenix are still cranking out as much of it as they possibly can at the lowest prices their costs will allow their batches do sell out quickly but they are still being produced and they are still available so if you're scraping your local shops for 5.56 or 300 blackout or 9mm or 45, save time and money and sign up for stock notifications at phoenixammo.com. That's phoenix with an F, F-E-N-I-X, ammo.com. Justin also posts notifications for his ammo drops ahead of time on Twitter. That's at Phoenix Ammunition. You can find out when his next supply becomes available ahead of time that way. Plus, of course, as a listener of this show, you get 5% off uh, all products from Phoenix Ammunition. Uh, using promo code MC Listener, 
you can find everything you need from Phoenix Ammo, plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, uh, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and Hero Soap Company, and more. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Got uh, some meetups, or a meetup. North Georgia. Apparently people traveled as far as Tennessee to come to this one, a meetup at a B-dubs. And, uh, well, the masks were out on full display. What do you think about this compliance? We got gas mask guy. We got turtleneck girl. We don't have a single rebel in the crowd. Can you believe that? I don't know about that. That chick <laughs> with the turtleneck. She might be the lone rebel. She, she might be. Well, and then some of these can't possibly work. Like gas mask guy, the kid, the kid is standing strong. The kid is a rebel. Yeah. Also note the female <laughs> demographic present. That's good. That's good to see. It turns out uh, KT, the organizer of this event, was trying to get you going. Uh, oh, I do really? have a separate photo that the stream can see now, but you can't. She wanted to see how you'd react to a universally like, matched I shouldn't photos. judge the callers, but you're all huge pussies. Except for that kid. <laughs> that kid's awesome. Yes. Good. Uh Shame uh, the the picture you can see the man in the orange. It's kind of behind his mask, but he has quite the beard. You don't get to admire it fully because it's behind the mask. But the stream can see. You guys it. are so mean. This is mean. They try to get you going. Maybe a little bit. I didn't know if it would work. Lots or of people. Not. Do they know that you love B dubs? I mean, who doesn't love B dubs? Uh, anyone who says they don't like B dubs is a liar. <laughs> in fact, the one time didn't we go to B dubs? The one time in our life that we yeah we, uh, on the way back to the airport we went to a B dubs. I remember now. So yeah, although I haven't been going that much lately, they just rolled out a uh, a pizza flavored wing sauce, which sounds gross, but I I kind of liked it. Oh God, you're as bad as those filthy mask wearers. <laughs> anyway, B dubs is not getting free promotion. That is not the point here. Although, you know, I do enjoy their product. Anyway, uh, hey, uh, big news on the hit piece front this week. My search, of course, for that elusive hit piece continues. This does not count. They listed every single person. <laughs> does not this, count. This is as close as I have ever got. Let me get the uh, article up here. Uh, whoops. There we go. Find the article. Yes, uh, it's very academic. It's full of uh, footnotes and things and small text. So, you know, don't bother reading all of it. But this was first shown on Twitter by Shoe on Head. At least that's how I became aware of it. And it's a new study from academic researchers at the University of Pennsylvania and Harvard and elsewhere. They're, they've published a study at the end of November here called Evaluating the Scale, Growth and Origins of Right Wing Echo Chambers on YouTube. <laughs> what a bunch of losers. <laughs> so the researchers classified... Hundreds. To your point, I think probably ever every YouTuber who's ever YouTubed, they classified them all as far left, left, center, right, or far right. And uh, hey, let me have at least a little bit of a moment. There I am, listed not too far below you in the far right category. Can I at least get credit for being labeled far right? Although uh, the, the accuracy of that classification is being called into question. Here's Tim yeah, Pool. What's on here? But yeah. Benjamin Boyce is on here. Sam Harris is far right. Uh, oh, yeah. Brett Weinstein. Weinstein. I, I forget. I, he goes by Weinstein. Anyway. Uh, no, Brett Weinstein. I always mix up his last name. Anyway, Brett from Evergreen. He's on here. Uh, shoe, shoe on head, of course, is listed as far right. So <laughs> when she literally has like a Bernie dedicated channel. Yeah. 
But hey, this is uh, this is as close as I have ever come. And I'm, I'm listed right there in the ranks of the Nazis where I belong, I think. So I'll take mm-hmm. a win where I can no, get it. This doesn't count. I, I wouldn't say it counts as a hit piece. It's hit piece adjacent, but it is not a hit piece. There's no commentary on me specifically. It's just me and a pile of names. So the, the search continues. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a, a full celebration here. I haven't, I haven't earned a cake for this, but I'm close. Mm. I had a very interesting encounter on Monday this week. Great story, compelling and rich coming, uh, coming from me here. But, uh, I thought this was pretty interesting. The listeners might enjoy it. Uh, I received a text on Monday afternoon from an unknown number. And it, this number is from Indiana. And it said, uh, quote, hi, Steph. It was great getting to reconnect Friday. I'd love to buy you coffee sometime. Are you doing anything Saturday morning? Obviously I am not Steph. I don't know who Steph is, but I've been there. I've been this guy who got ghosted or was given a fake number. And so I know that I've been in that situation. I'm not going to leave this guy hanging and I'm not going to troll him. I just don't do that. Some people like to play the game. I'm not going to do that. So I, I respond just saying, you know, wrong number, man. I'm sorry about that. And he's like, oh man, she really gave me the game. Didn't she? Yep. I'm afraid so. And he's like, well, thanks for letting me down and, and uh, not leaving me hanging. Letting me down gently at least. And I said, sure, man, I've been there anytime. So I take a screenshot and I just thought this was interesting and funny. So I posted on Twitter and I just say, bitches, am I right? Because yeah. all you chicks do this. You know you do. The fake number. I've thing. never given somebody a wrong phone number before. No, still, never mind. Still curious how my number <laughs> became that number. Maybe uh, she mischaracterized one digit or something. I, I don't know. I highly doubt she has a Montana phone number unless she's from Montana, obviously. But mm-hmm. it just, that seems... And it's from a, the, the, the prefix. So the area code and the prefix are a small town in Montana of like 2000 people. Okay. How maybe she just guessed numbers at random. Anyway, the story doesn't end there. It's not just that, uh, he texts me. So I post that on Twitter a few hours later, this guy who I still don't know what his name is or who he is. Just some guy in Indiana who got a raw deal from Steph. He, he responds saying, wait, are you, are you actually famous? Someone I sent a screenshot to just linked me to your Twitter. And I was like, no, man, I, I I just have a YouTube channel. I'm not channel. famous, but here's this adjacent hit piece that was just written. That <laughs> you must me. have heard from me from the Harvard study. <laughs> Why, yes, I am far right. No. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, no, I just run a YouTube channel. I did, and I said, you know, I didn't mean to out you. I'll take it down if you want. He says, no, it's pretty funny if you ask me. And I said, I, I agree. Uh, how did your friend know about my Twitter? He says, big fan, apparently. <laughs> And I said, okay, well, that's, that's really cool. Uh, say hi for me. And of course, uh, the next time you guys see Steph, tell her to fuck off and stop using my number for (laughs) her dodging. And that's the thing that gets, does, is Steph a person I know? I know like two Stephanie's and I cleared both of them as not the Stephanie in question. Yeah. So I don't think this person really knows me. Is it someone who, I, I don't know. I don't know how this person got I don't my know. number. It seems like a crazy coincidence to guess my Maybe number it's somebody at that random. Hates you, some, some hot chick, like really hates your guts and just Maybe. Gives, you, gives you your phone. I've never had this happen before though. But if you're Steph, fuck off, pick a different number. Anyway. All right. Moving into some actual news. If you want to call it that, if you're not convinced about the, uh, future of the United States. If you're not convinced it's going to be a good long-term plan to stay here in the U S I would say consider Namibia. That's just Northwest of South Africa, or at least for you specifically blonde. Why in Namibia this week, local politician Adolf Hitler, Unona won a seat as a council <laughs> member for the Umpunja constituency. Nope. That, uh, <laughs> 
I'm not exactly clear what that means, but I think it's r- roughly the equivalent of winning a seat in Congress in the United States. So Hitler, Unona won in a landslide, 85% of the vote. He says his father named him, but quote, probably didn't understand what Adolf Hitler stood for. He says he didn't know anything about Hitler as a young boy. It wasn't until an adult that he learned of Hitler's legacy, and he does not share Hitler's political views, if you're wondering. He says he has no plans to change his name, and he says he's not striving for world domination. He's a member of the Southwest Africa People's Organization, also known as the SWAPO Party. I don't know what they stand for, but I don't I don't know if it's the advancement of uh, advancement of the German the German people or the Aryan nation that uh, that he's going to be serving. It's either know. the most based thing I've ever heard or the most African thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I just didn't know anything about Hitler, and here we are. I'm just glad he's not changing his name. You can say a lot about Adolf Hitler, Unona. He's not a, a bitch. He doesn't bend the knee to the mob. Yeah, so nothing's going to entice me to move to Namibia. Not even this. Not even Adolf Hitler serving in their Congress or whatever they have? Yeah, not going to happen, man. All right. Well, uh, quick update. I'll be very quick because I know you don't care about this story. But you might like the angle of a girl getting shit on or people being pissed about it. <laughs> last, last weekend, metaphorically, of course, not literally. Don't, okay. don't right. look at me that way. Last weekend, we saw Sarah Fuller, the hero female squib kicker of Vanderbilt University, There are a few things about the story I wasn't aware of last Sunday and some updates in the story. So I had mentioned that the Vanderbilt coach, you you remember at the time I said the Vanderbilt coach said this is a perfectly executed squib kick. She did that crappy kick. What does that even mean? It means that you're trying to bounce the ball down the field so that the other team can't return it. But in this in a scenario where you're down like 30 to nothing, it doesn't make any sense. An opening half, uh, the second half opening kickoff doesn't make any sense to squib kick there. Anyway. The coach who said it was perfectly executed, he got fired right after the game. <laughs> Why? Because the team is 0-9. And, 9. and oh. uh, he had a chick kick and he said it was perfect. So they fired him. Uh, and he's a, he was a black coach or is a black coach. So I guess racist and sexist move by the Vanderbilt administration or whoever does the firing. Not only that, Sarah Fuller won SEC Special Teams Player of the Week. She won awards over outstanding male players for being a non-factor in a 41 to nothing loss. This is a, you know, standard. It's fine. Women should just continue to infiltrate men's sports and this destroy feminism while destroying sports. It's perfect. I think this is awesome. Girl power. You can do anything (laughs) you want to girl. This is the same level as any man. This team was already reeling from being a winless team, obviously, but apparently the the awards and, and a, a halftime speech by Fuller really pissed them off. So I didn't know this last weekend. She she gave a halftime speech to fire up the team, though they were already being blown out and they finished the game blown out. Now, it's being uh, reported by uh, Clay Travis that uh, the Vanderbilt players... They didn't like that speech. They didn't like the stunt. They don't like anything about this. Sources are telling Clay Travis that there are several players considering quitting the team. The reason I I circle back to this story is I was very eager to see Sarah kick again against Georgia Saturday. I want to see her attempt an actual field goal. I want to see her attempt an actual normal downfield kick that didn't happen because the Vanderbilt Georgia game has been postponed due to coronavirus issues. Too many players with the Rona. So they're saying that game is going to be played on the 19th, but that is not confirmed. We'll have to see if Sarah kicks again. I will follow. You know, when you Google her, the first thing that comes up is a New York times article and it says, and play like a girl. She did. That's, that's what it's called. 
Yeah, that that's true. Fact check true. Fact check true. That's not what they meant. What what, what could they possibly mean? Oh, maybe that I that that's meant to be inspiring. Sure. Oh right? yeah. Well, yeah, it's meant to be inspiring, but yeah, it, it could just as justifiably come off as insulting. Oh, yeah. It's written by some old lesbian. <laughs> this chick is neither hot nor a lesbian. So how did she even manage to, to make this happen? Well, she is a very good soccer player, I'm told. They were the national champion oh, women's soccer she team, and lesbian, she's, she's the goal the goaltender, the goalie. Whatever. Is it goaltender or goalkeeper in soccer? I don't even know. Whatever. She's the goalie. I don't know. Lastly, I wanted to uh, catch up with Toronto BBQ man. We talked about last week, according to Adam Skelly, the guy at the center of the barbecue restaurant scandal in Toronto. We discussed last week. He uh, we were wondering, will GoFundMe actually pay him out? Because, of course, he has a crucial legal battle facing him. And according to an update on his GoFundMe, he says that two hundred and seventy thousand dollars has cleared into a trust or is pending clearance into a trust for him. Uh, from GoFundMe. So it appears the transfer is underway and or completed. I guess I I would be the only thing I'd be cautious about is he says that the transfer is pending in this latest update. So, but that implies to me that it's happening, but for the moment it appears that GoFundMe will follow through on this. He has $324,000 total raised and uh, they didn't give the money to the SPLC or the ADL or anything like that. They didn't refund it to anybody. So it looks like this guy's going to get a quality legal defense. Of course, his case if the uh, analysts in Canada are correct, is is set to be uh, a precedent-setting case, something that's very important in in what Canadian law has to say about their rights and lockdowns. So that is good news, at least for the moment. Anyway, uh, let's hop into voter fraud and specifically the suitcase gate gate scandal. So after all the hearings and all the lawsuits and all the dismissals uh, and claims of no evidence, the evidence of possible voter fraud presented in Georgia this week is both tangible and suspicious. It depends on who you ask. There are plenty of people, including the fact checkers, including Georgia state officials, saying there's nothing to see here. But this is a major case that we can watch for ourselves and decide if there's something to see here and look at the debunks and decide if they are up to snuff. So in my mind, this is the most substantive uh, claim of voter fraud that we've seen so far in this election. So uh, let's let's actually. uh, Oh, I put this in the wrong spot. Sorry, I'm confusing myself with my notes here. Let's start with the facts of what happened. So at a hearing on voter fraud in Georgia, I think this was uh, Wednesday or Thursday, but uh, Giuliani and and what? I did that. Sorry. In the notes. That's my bad. Oh, (laughs) oh, I was like, (laughs) that's, I was like, I don't remember putting this here anyway. Uh, okay. So they, they, Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, the Trump legal team, they're doing their tours, presenting state legislators with their case for voter fraud happening in their state. They did this, uh, in Pennsylvania. They did this in Michigan. They did this in Arizona. They did it in Georgia this week. And At the Georgia hearing, they presented this surveillance footage, apparently showing election workers pulling what looked like suitcases of ballots out from under a table and moving them to be counted. This after media and poll watchers left the facility. The claim of why is somewhat disputed. Some people are saying they were forced to leave. Some people are saying the water leak is what made everyone leave. Some people are saying, no, we're just told that counting was over. So we left. 
seemed to have been some notification that counting was over. And then after that notification, out comes this box of ballots. This is what the scene looked like narrated by the Trump campaign lawyer. At about eight o'clock in the morning. So now they're going to start pulling these ballots out from under this table. This table, the black one, was placed there by the lady with the blonde braids at about 8.22 a.m. in the morning. So she put that table there. So the same person who's staying behind now, the same person who cleared the place out under the pretense that we're going to stop counting is the person who put the table there. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. Yeah, upper right hand, you see the gentleman in, in the red. So he just pulled one out. What are these ballots doing there, separate from all the other ballots? And why are they only counting them whenever the place is cleared out with no witnesses? How many ballots went through those machines in those two hours when there was no one there to supervise, to be present, consistent with your statutes and rules? We believe that could easily be and probably is certainly beyond the margin of victory in this race. Okay. Come on. That's pretty damning. Also... Side note on this, I've seen a lot of claims of this on Twitter and full disclosure, I've not been able to verify this myself. I've not been able to find the source of this chart, but if the timing does add up another piece of information that, um, that, uh, is relevant. Sorry, I'm getting texts. <laughs> Wife says, Oh my God. She says 8 AM in the morning, which we both uh, hate a lot. I'll turn my phone around, but do you ever, you ever have that? Uh, you ever hear people say that drives me nuts at 8 AM in the morning. As opposed to what? 8 a.m. at night? Oh, 8 a.m. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, okay. So as you can see on the screen, the, the claim here is that chorus, that uh, the counting of those ballots that were hidden under the table, the suitcase, the suitcase gate ballots corresponds with a massive dump, as they were called, a gigantic, <laughs> a gigantic uh, uh, dump of vote counts at roughly 1 a.m., the the night uh the early morning hours of november 4th in other words night of the election early morning next day and it's a over two to one biden to trump vote dump so people are speculating that's what the suitcase ballots are is uh is those votes those votes that are reflected in the early morning hours when supposedly the count had ended that brings us to what the fact checkers are saying about and uh, I, I've we both looked through a lot of these fact checks today and what state officials are saying, because I keep seeing it plastered all over Twitter and all over headlines that this is a debunked claim, that it's all tinfoil, that it's nonsense. Something, OK, I'll read the summary about why, and I'm sure it'll explain to me why this is totally normal. Nothing to see here. Well, local news. This is a good summary piece by uh, local news. Eleven Alive. They. <laughs> The headline is these quote unquote suitcases are actually ballot containers. So that appears to be the heart of most of the debunks that that's not a suitcase 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 gate truthers. That's not a suitcase. That's just a normal ballot container that they use all the time. Also confirmed by Fulton County election authorities. Oh my God. Who cares? That's not the claim. It's that they contain ballots. I don't care if it's a fucking trash can, if it's a trunk, I, I don't care what it is. It contains ballots. So fact check true. Yeah, it was called suitcase gate because that was what they looked like. And that was sort of the origin of the scandal. But that's whether or not they were suitcases is not the heart of the scandal. The What sort of container is not really the substance here. Oh, my God. A Richard, Richard Barron, Fulton County's <laughs> elections director, says, quote, what the video shows 
is that they have pulled out plastic bins from underneath desks. Those are bins that they keep under the desks near the scanners. The TV station's chief investigator has a summary, as we can see here, uh, about all the main points of fact in this fact check here. So, number one, there were claims that they said, uh, oh, this, this was all the result of that water leak, that there was the water leak at the State Farm Arena, and so they told people to leave. He's, he says the water leak and the counting happened on two different nights. Kind of. The water leak happened the morning of Election Day. The events in question here are early morning hours, November 4th. So they happened technically 16 hours apart, something Barely. like that. In any case, the water leak is not the heart of the scandal here either. Second point, not a suitcase, standard ballot containers. All right, you got, you got me. Uh, press and monitors told counting done for the night. Okay, but that, this is... This is the meat of the scandal. Were people in fact told that counting was over, so they left accordingly, and then more ballots come out that were hidden from plain view, and then they counted them. He also says no one was told yes. or forced to leave. But he 11 says, Alive, con- the, which is the local news, they themselves confirmed that that is true. Yeah. Both 11 Alive journalists on site that night have independently confirmed that they were not told to leave but they were told counting was done for the night, which implicitly means, yeah, go ahead and get out of here. N- maybe nobody shoved you out the door. Maybe t- nobody told you you must leave now. But if someone tells you, no, we're not counting anymore, so that's, that's going to be ahead, it on go the night. Home. Yeah, that's yeah. go home time. So to um, summarize the Eleven demon, Alive was able to determine that this part is true. Part true. Part yeah. is true. The media and the party monitors were not given notice that the counting would continue into the early morning hours and they should have been. It's like it's like in this article they're making this tiny concession, but really they're conceding the entire heart of this allegation, which yes. is the ballots were counted in the absence of people monitoring, except yeah. for a single monitor. It's like I will one monitor from the Secretary of State's office was there. That's it. I will concede the type of container that it was in. I will yeah. concede the broken pipe piece. But none of the debunk actually addresses the biggest pieces of substance here which is why was false notice given on counting being over why did counting continue after the false notice and why were these ballots why did they appear to have been hidden they say that that's a normal container they say that i i guess the the election administrator the fulton county election guy he did say that these are normal containers and they store them near scanners. Is it normal to kind of hide them under a desk in that? Maybe it is. I'm asking that question earnestly, but I've not seen a great explanation in this piece for why they appear to be hidden from plain view. So there's a lot of substance, a lot of questions that are important that remain in this story. It's, it's discredited as tinfoil hattery and, uh, and, and debunked nonsense, but there's a lot of uh, questions that remain unanswered here, which is why there are still calls for investigation. Georgia governor Brian Kemp is calling for the secretary of state to do exactly that and look, uh, he wants a, a signature audit of the vote, which they've been pushing for, for the last few days and weeks. I guess the secretary of state is resistant to that signature audit for whatever reason. But uh, that's where we stand on the investigative front. Now these women at least one of the women in the suitcase video appear to have been shady elsewhere too. Uh, there was a vote counting the next day. And one of the wo- one of the women who was in the, the suitcase video there, she's seen counting votes with her mom. 
and her mom then passes her something and she looks around to make sure the coast is clear. This is all what it looks like at least. And then she passes it into a guy's pocket and he's kind of nonchalantly stretching, not making a scene whistling practically while this is happening. Our good friend Flacus did a uh, good breakdown on this scene. Check it out. The lady with the blonde braids and Ruby who now we believe are daughter and mother, are on camera the next day. This is November 4th. Over comes this guy. Ruby leans back right here, and she's grabbing something. Here we go. So she grabs something. This guy's blocking the shot. The woman with the blonde braids keeps looking around to see if anyone's checking. She has it in her right hand. Changes her seat around a little bit. Over comes this guy. They're trying to look inconspicuous. He does a fake stretch. And then, bam, there she goes, dropping into his pocket. What are we watching there? Uh, you know what? It was a thumb drive, probably. You know what we're watching. This it's is so either, absurd. Maybe it's not fraudulent votes, but it, it it seems like it's drugs, if it's not that. And I don't say that. Yeah. It's just because of the behavior. It's so weird how they're like, looking around, making sure the coast is clear, doing the stretch thing. It's just, the behavior is odd. That's not proof uh, of voter yeah, fraud, but it's, before. it's weird. You know, if we let a fat black chick be responsible for the theft of our election, maybe we, maybe this is on us. Okay. This is, on <laughs> us. This is not some high level, like Russian thing or, you know, it's like no. orchestrated by a fat black chick. Come on. It's systemic justice. That's what that is. Oh my God. It's so infuriating. It must've been a thumb drive. What else would it have been? That's what people are speculating. I've not seen an image that confirms exactly what that is, but it's a small item for sure. Now the mom in this case, the lady who originally had the object passed it to her daughter, daughter passes it to stretching guy. They were also seen or the daughter at least is seen in the suitcase video. The mom in case you are shocked to learn is uh, pro Biden. She has uh, a record of all sorts of, uh, celebratory pro-Biden social media posts. So that's where we stand on this one. (laughs) To to my mind, this is the most convincing demonstration of potential fraud that we've seen so far. I I don't understand how anyone can look at this and have no questions and say debunks nothing to see here. Granted, you can't prove everything with just this, what we've seen here, but what, what the hell is going on? I'm not going to listen to fact checks that just say, that's not what kind of container it is. And actually the pipe broke a few hours before that. I need a more substantive explanation before I can say that this is normal behavior. Live chats calling it Shaniqua gate. <laughs> well, we do have to, we do have to change it because you can't call it suitcase gate. Cause those are not, in fact, those are not suitcases. suitcases. Um, I mean, there's going to be more video evidence. It's very obvious that voter fraud occurred. It's just people are going to continue to be gaslit, and that's going to outweigh the content of video evidence because everybody apparently is retarded. And if you believe that there was election fraud, which there clearly was, um, the left just doesn't care about fairness or who actually won. They just don't give a shit. So here we are. Here we are. Well, meanwhile in Georgia... Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood are uh, still acting, they say, on their own behalf. They say they're acting on behalf of American voters. Lynn Wood, who, of course, was one of the lawyers for Nick Sandman against a whole bunch of media organizations. He's now working on election fraud stuff. He created a lot of controversy by telling Georgia voters not to vote in the Senate runoff. 
that's coming yeah. next month that will decide. Well, that's how people are characterizing it. I, I should be more precise. He he was saying, hold Loeffler and Purdue and Kemp to account, and if if they don't commit to electoral reform and investigations, then don't vote for them. That's what he was saying. Uh, here is the clip of uh, Lynn Wood. They've got to demand publicly Brian Kemp call a special session of the Georgia legislature. And if they do not do it, if Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue do not do it, they have not earned your vote. Don't you give it to them. Why would you go back and vote in another rigged election? For God's sakes, fix it. Okay. okay. Fine. He's I, I on do- to something. I mean, this is all a farce. I'll give him that. I do think the treatment of him was just very slightly unfair. People were saying, oh, he's telling everyone not to go out and vote. Well, it's he's saying they need to do this to earn your vote. I, I do agree that that's still bad strategy, and I'm not endorsing what Lynn Wood is saying here. I'm just trying and to be Lori as precise Loeffler as possible. Is straight up a swamp creature. Uh, Kelly Loeffler. Kelly Loeffler. What did I just call her? Well, uh, Lori Lightfoot. We'll get to her in a minute. No, no, Lori Loughlin. Who is oh, that? Oh, Lori Loughlin. That's... Aunt Becky. Yes, uh, yeah, that's Aunt Becky. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kelly Loeffler. She was involved in the um, insider trading. Right. Scheme. Although, t- in fairness, that went nowhere, but it did look on the surface a little, a little suspect. Mm. It went nowhere legally, I should say. Um, I, I, that said, uh, getting back to Lynn Wood, I still disagree with what he's saying. Uh, there may very well have been shenanigans. I think that Suitcase Gate looks a lot like shenanigans. That said, I uh, and there may be there may be shenanigans coming up in the Georgia runoff. Who knows? I just don't see how not voting succeeds in achieving any goals. It might be a total sham. But if you don't vote, you 100 percent hand the Democrats and uh, Kamala control of the Senate. If you do vote, you at least operate on the possibility that your vote counts and does matter. There's something to be gained by voting. There's nothing to be gained by not voting. So I just don't understand the bargain there that he's wanting to make. Uh, and Linwood, I'll be fair to him on that particular claim. I do think that he's kind of off his rocker on some other claims. He was out there going hard on uh, Kelly Loeffler this week on Twitter, claiming that she owns Dominion stock. And that's why she refuses to look into this because she benefits from Dominion and she's earning money off of it or whatever. That's not true, actually. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, it's a false claim and it's not good to share any false claim, but this one is really damaging when you can look at her stock disclosures and see that there's no such, uh, th- this is a, the image he, Oh, sorry, I don't have it up. Let me grab it. The image he put here in this tweet is a doctored image. That's not a real image. There's no link to it. People who looked up the actual stock disclosures found no such record. And maybe you think, Oh, Kelly Loeffler scrubbed it. And that's why it's gone. Well, Again, simple Google uh, Dominion. This this record here supposedly says Dominion voting systems is traded under the ticker symbol DVS. Dominion Mm -hmm. isn't even publicly traded. It's a privately held company. They they don't have a ticker symbol. DVS is not a thing. These are all things. He deleted the tweet. I don't know if he apologized, but he the tweet. I have an archive of the tweet. He deleted it. Wow, seems like he really should have done some preliminary uh, research on that before before tweeting that out. Well, that's what gets me. I mean, mistakes do happen. I understand that. But this is a guy making false claims without even a five-second Google. And 
I think that's particularly troublesome coming from a, a defamation lawyer. That is his career. Def- Even on Sandman's behalf, I work on defamation cases. This is defamatory. Yeah. This, this shows at best a negligent disregard for the truth yeah. in an attempt to smear another person. So don't get me wrong. I, I think Lynn Wood was treated like 5% unfairly. This stuff against Kelly Loeffler is much more, un, much more unfair than his treatment was. This, this is bad. This shouldn't be happening. And it makes me suspicious of the legal action that he is bringing. It doesn't seem particularly careful or with uh, great attention to detail. Uh, highly impulsive to me, which is yeah. troubling. Yeah. Huh. So that's where we stand with Lynn Wood. Sidney Powell was at that, uh, at that event with Lynn Wood. You can see her in the background. She also, of course, has her Kraken cases that we discussed previously. Her Kraken lawsuit in Georgia did get an apparent small scale win for a moment. There was uh, an appeals court appeals court judge in Atlanta granted an expedited hearing in that case. This is Sydney's attempt to force Georgia officials to allow for forensic examination of the dominion machines. So the idea is we get to crack these things open and look at the numbers and look at the uh, software and look at the algorithms and figure out if there was actually any sort of digital shenanigans going on. And, but it sounds like that appeal attempt got rejected. I'm a little bit confused about how this case developed. So some more uh, astute legal minds could probably explain it to me. But on Friday morning, the appeals court judge said he lacked jurisdiction. So they said they would have an expedited hearing. And then Friday morning, they said, no, I lack jurisdiction. The judge said, sent it back down to district court. The judge says he only has jurisdiction if the uh, lower court has entered an order that the appellate court can review. And since they have not, he cannot hear the case. So at least for the week, Sidney Powell's Kraken case is kind of spinning its wheels. It's not. Well, I did see before the show, somebody linked me to this Rob Hurst, who's a CPA, this uh, tweet that has 26,000 retweets. Hmm. And it's um, a series of. uh, Okay, so the first one says where county Georgia has broken the Dominion algorithm using sequestered Dominion equipment. Where County ran an equal number of Trump votes and Biden votes through the tabulator and the tabulator reported a 26% lead for Biden. He said there was a switch from Trump to Biden. In algorithmic terms, it means a vote for Trump was counted as 0.87. A vote for Biden was counted as Hmm. Um, 1.13. He has some supportive stuff that I have not vetted. A press release from voter Georgia from December 3rd that says Dominion system flips Georgia to Trump votes to Biden, any uh, state orders, state orders, counties to certified Dominion results. Anyway, I don't know the validity of that, but that's been retweeted 9,000 times. Um, it's, this is getting a lot of traction, but I literally was just informed of this. Like, yeah. We all know ago. retweets denote, uh, they legitimacy, do. They denote, as we exactly. will see in our hoax hate coming up the more retweets you have the more authentic and accurate the claim does mean that that this is getting some traction but i have not vetted this claim at all yeah nothing i just saw it in the live chat before the show and i've been reading the tweets as they say in the business big if true that's good enough for cnn that's good enough for us yeah okay so sydney powell's kraken lawsuit does not do much this week we'll see if they make any progress in the coming weeks in wisconsin remember last week after the recount trump had promised a new wisconsin lawsuit Well, already that lawsuit has been rejected by the state Supreme Court. The court refused to hear the case entirely. Wisconsin certified its vote in favor of Biden this week after the recount the week prior that we discussed last week. Then in Nevada. uh, In Nevada. I'm sorry. Where am I getting lost here? Oh, sorry. I back up. Trump also filed a new lawsuit in Georgia, and he's seeking to overturn the results in Georgia 
uh, or have Georgia lawmakers choose the state's electors. That lawsuit was just filed on Friday. So another new Mm -hmm. lawsuit in Georgia. In Wisconsin, that case appears to be dead, as I just mentioned. And then Nevada. Nevada, uh, the Trump campaign filed a new lawsuit, but it's already been rejected by a judge on Friday. I had interest in this case because the Trump attorney on the case, Jesse Binall, he had said earlier in the week that they had the evidence to show 40,000 fraudulent votes in Nevada. Here's what he had to say. Thousands and thousands of instances in voter fraud in Nevada alone by five o'clock today that will be submitted to the court. 40,000 plus people who have voted twice in the election. Data showing that people who um, uh, were on the record as having voted by mail didn't even receive ballots and say that they didn't vote. So those were claims of uh, a lot of substantiation to come. It apparently did not materialize. The court heard from 12 different witnesses during Thursday's hearing, and the case was dismissed by Friday. So it appears that that is not uh, going anywhere. As we've been mentioning for weeks, uh, it appears that maybe directly through the courtroom is not the Trump campaign strategy. It's hard to tell. Anyway, as far as I understand, that leaves active lawsuits in Georgia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Two of those cases uh, the federal cases, at least one in Michigan, one in Georgia are Sydney's Kraken cases. It, I don't see the combination of states that you could flip to change the electoral results. But as we've been mentioning, kind of appears like Trump's strategy is just to stir up enough doubt to get enough states to deny Biden the 270 electoral votes he needs uh, coming up a week from tomorrow. That vote will happen. So we'll get a lot more clarity on this. And uh, do I decide? happen i mean yeah very very low probability but in the interest of uh discussing all of these we'll keep we'll keep talking about it until the vote is finalized yep you know who's in our live chat right now who's that bearing ah good to hear from him bearing if 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 you're listening uh, well uh congrats on the kid obviously i don't think we've been able to speak since the uh the little one was born that was a year ago god it's has it been a year the the other thing I, I wanted to tell Baring, I should just message him instead of doing it over the stream, but I was very <laughs> happy that we got to play his, uh, his version with Sugar Tits, the, the Catch the Wind song, Walking Out of Our Wedding. Not only to close this show, but we played that song, Walking Out of Our Wedding. So I just want you to know that. It was, uh, Aww, it was, it was awesome. Balls. Yes. So good to, good to hear from you. And uh, let's let's chat soon, man. Uh, regarding and, this, I, I know that we're going to continue. The The audience has turned on us the last few weeks, like big time. I, I know you don't read the comments for the show, but I do still because I'm self-obsessed and I want to see yeah. if anybody's talking about um, my inability to lose these last five to 10 pounds of baby weight. Uh, so I read all the comments <laughs> and we're just getting ripped apart for this doomer attitude. But I, I just I just don't have any hope that we're going to be able to pull it off. And we're also getting ripped for being blue pill. I'm telling you people that I believe that massive voter fraud occurred and that it definitely changed the outcome of the election. I, I believe that. But I just don't have any faith in the institutions to prove it in any meaningful way, even if they do prove it, um, to overturn the outcome of the election. This is just going as plan, according to plan. I, well, I wouldn't say that I've been doomerist at all. I don't think there's any doomerism. I think that you you are more pessimistic on the outlook for our values in our country than I am. But what else is new? That's the nature of this show. Yeah. I'm trying to be as fair in presenting all of this as possible, but I don't want to get on some 
you're trying to drag me into some sort of like defensive position where I have to defend my honor. You're welcome to think that we're wrong. That's fine. I'm trying to be as fair in presenting the information as possible. I don't understand the hope. And maybe I, maybe I am wrong. Maybe I'm too blackpilled, but I just don't understand the benefit of being hopeful at this late stage or why people still Uh, are. Because there's still value in the fight. There's, you got to maintain a fighting attitude. I don't want to submit to these people. I understand that, but you also have to maintain. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course I do. Is it, is it an, is it enough? Was it enough to change the election? Honestly, the oddities with this election are so broad that I just don't know. I have no idea what the hell the result of this election was because I don't even know how you stuff like this. I, where do you even begin? I just think that the oddities are, are so large. Who knows? And, and with stuff on that scale, it's hard to prove it anyway, definitively. So will I ever trust the outcome of this election? No, I won't unless something changes factually, but there is a process for this. You allow the process to play out. When the process is finalized, you you accept those results and and you operate within them. That said, I, I don't think we should ever stop trying to find the truth. I yeah. think we should dig into this as long as people are interested in digging into this. But if Will you the, trust the outcome of any election in the future? Well, any election, uh, what, like local, state, federal? What do you mean? I mean, mostly presidential, I would say. Here's... Here's a silver lining. I think that the distrust of this election is going to be so massive and you have so many Republican controlled state yeah. legislatures, including mine. I, I will be in touch with my uh, state, uh, my state legislators, and I will let them know. Listen, I don't know if we had a lot of problems here in Montana. What's going on nationally is alarming, and I want to trust that my vote counts. Can we yeah. prioritize a series of election security reforms in our state so I can be confident, at least in my state, that my vote will count as I mark it? And I, yep. it's not just me. Constituencies across the country, legislators across the country are going to make that a priority. So I think you'll, you'll see some meaningful change. And I think that, yeah, I could trust it again. But, but I want to go back to the old school system, man. Let's go back to paper ballots Let's go back to day of voting. I heard uh, Chris Krebs, the former uh, guy who headed the electoral oversight, whatever, the guy who headed election oversight for the Trump campaign. And Trump fired him after he said it was the most secure election of all time. Remember him? He was asked on the Today Show this week, uh, how do you know it was the most secure election of all time? He says, well, it's very simple. Paper. Most of the voting yeah. was done by paper. So you can, there's a, there's a paper trail. You can audit it. Okay. That's fair enough. I can agree with that. It's also true that we've expanded digital voting, uh, significantly. This is probably the least paper election, least done by paper election in our lifetime. So while it may be significantly done by paper, it also was increasingly not done by paper. You have it increasingly done digitally. You have it increasingly certainly vote by mail too. But I just I would like to hear him explain that more. If paper means security, but we had less paper this time than ever before, how was it the really most secure? Right. And I heard I wish I forget whose show I was listening to on the radio this week, but the point was raised uh if this was the most secure election of all time, tell me what the least was. Because presumably you've ranked these. You have some basis for comparison to say this was the exactly. most secure. What was the least secure? I wonder what his answer would be for that. Something wiggly. Wiggly (laughs) answer. Anyway, okay, so that brings us to if we actually do get President Joe Biden, (laughs) we can count on these moments of, of accidental honesty frequently. He had another one this week. Speaking with CNN, he described 
how he and Kamala will resolve their disagreements. Joe said, it'll be just like last time with Obama. If we have irreconcilable differences, I will get a disease and resign. The thing we are simpatico on our philosophy of government and simpatico on how we want to attach approach these issues that we're facing. When we disagree, it'll be just like, so far, it's been just like when Barack and I did. It's in private. She'll say, I think we should do A, B, C, or D. And I'll say, I don't. I like A, don't like B and C. Mm-hmm. Like I told Barack, if, if, if I reach something where there's a, a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Um, we, we don't have that. I'm a, we haven't, and we discussed at length Mm-hmm. Our views on foreign policy, on domestic policy, on intelligence. What okay. did he even mean, that crazy old fuck? That's the question. How many of these supposed old man moments do we get before we stop dismissing them as just elderly mumbo jumbo and we start wondering if they're accidental truths? Remember, most extensive voter fraud organization in the history of the country. Remember, he described a Harris Biden ticket. Are these things really accidents or is he an old man letting things slip? I don't see a good explanation for that one. (laughs) She didn't even laugh. That's how bad it was. She didn't even laugh. Can we take a moment to realize that we've elected a man who has a ball sack for a chin? He has Uh, the most ball sacky chin I've ever seen. It just looks distinctly like two testicles hanging from his old man face. I guess not really in that frame. Does he have a butt chin? I guess I've never noticed. Like he has the separation. He looks like that episode of South Park where Butters gets the, the balls on chin face. Hmm. Nope. You know what I'm talking about. Irrelevant. That was an ad hominem argument. He clearly is demented. He's losing his mind. And it's going to be like this every single week. We're going to have some gaffe that we can replay on the show. And it's not even going to be funny because homeboy's running our country. God, Supposedly. Crazy, All right. We'll move into coronavirus uh, stories. Should we take a break? Let's take a short break before we do that. because it's going to be a lengthy segment. Okay. Let's see. Over on uh, D Live, Giggling Spy says, uh, "Oh, just uh, thanks for supporting the show." Chubby Stubby says, "Sandy Safe Space. Only time this single dad locks the kids in the closet. Need my peace." Well, thank you for using your alone time with us. Appreciate it. C2K says, "UK MSM meltdown when soccer players booed for the knee." Uh, I guess they must be kneeling in the UK. I hadn't heard that. Uh, Ed's blog Twitter says you're wrong about Wisconsin, Matt. Supreme Court kicked it to the lower court. Well, uh, let me pull up the reporting once more because it said that they just got rid of it outright. Uh, Wisconsin High Court declines to hear. So the Wisconsin Supreme Court on Thursday refused to hear President Donald Trump's lawsuit attempting to overturn his loss to Democrat Joe Biden. Oh, fair point saying the case must first wind its way through the lower courts. I stand corrected. So the, the case is not dead. It's that the Supreme Court declined to hear it for now. Fair point. Are you good over there? Yeah. Okay. And the Colin show, Colin show, uh, Holden Mulray says, hi, truth seekers. Another plug for relocation to Appalachia. Visiting now, live and let live, easygoing people, cheap land, gun culture. I left the store with a shotgun in 20 minutes. Pretty needs young energy. Yeah. Good. We're all going to have to move. Um, except for me. I am not, I'm not doing it again. I'm too tired. Uh, Deep Center Field this Press is it. Set, This is Blonde's last stand. 
It is. I'm not. I'm not moving any further inland. It's. It's not happening. I'm not doing it again. Idaho. It is. Uh, Deep Center Field Press has the status, the Twitter status of uh, Rob B. Hurst, the Georgia guy I was telling you about earlier. Dominion and Ware County blonde wanted source is not quite over yet. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, even if this is even if true, people are not are not going to accept that. Um, Christoph Harper. Hello. Uh, Father, the only gun show in Phoenix. The mass police have been brutal. Masking your car required for event permit. Lame, fake, no factual basis. Mask in your car requirement. I haven't heard of that one, although they've been trying to make make people mask inside their own homes lately, so I could believe it. Insanity. Insanity. Who's been trying to make people mask in their own homes? When did, where did that happen? Uh, the state of Pennsylvania said that prior to Thanksgiving, <laughs> and New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy recommended it, though it didn't. He didn't say he was trying going to try to enforce it. Yeah, right. Never going to happen. Grumbledore uh, sent two. Had to get something at Walmart the other day. The manager told me to put on a mask. I told him I had a condition, and he said to put on a mask or I wouldn't be checked out. I got my items, used the Steph checkout, told the old bat trying to take the items I had already scanned and flipped him the double bird on my way out. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. That's that's a good American right there. Um, black black magic. Hmm. Did you want to say something? I've, I've just never been hassled to that degree at any store over the mask thing. Hmm. Absolute bullshit. Um, black magic. I can't chat much tonight. I'm going to be roasting some potatoes and kosher chicken, but I'll just be listening. I would make a gratuitous joke, but I trust you can put it together. Hint. Kosher's in the oven. We got it, Black Magic. We got it. Oh, so subtle. <laughs> wow. Really subtle, yeah. Um, I actually wouldn't have gotten it if you didn't spell it out for me. My brain doesn't work anymore. Um, I bought PN says, keep on rocking, money grabbers. We are that. Um, Madam Thank Mayhem. You. I'll give you a spicy blonde. I'm literally wearing a certain Reich tank while baking cookies for a house of teen dudes. Hashtag mom life done right. <laughs> That's mm. what I like to hear. Uh, Soren Penguin Life. There uh, is a case called Holloway v. Barr trying to get the SCOTUS, get to the SCOTUS about restoring gun rights for felonies. Love to see you make a video on the on these um, huge for the Constitution in 2A. I sent an email. That, that would be a good video for you. I have to see the case uh, in general. Uh, I I do think for nonviolent crimes, if you've paid your debt to society, you should have your rights restored, particularly gun rights. I understand if you're a violent criminal, even if you've been released from prison or something, I don't have a problem with restricting gun rights for violent criminals. But if you committed some sort of nonviolent, I don't know, financial crime or something, why shouldn't you be able to defend yourself? Yeah. That would be my stance on that sort of thing. Uh, Calvin 75 dude, Matt, I've had my cell phone, my cell number for 20 years, over 20 years. Somehow my number gets frequently used for SW twin cities, pawn offs, hmm. Southwest twin cities. Pawn offs. I don't know what that means. Must've been connecting rep- somewhere. Yeah. Uh, man, maybe we should all get new phone numbers. I'm too lazy. Long Don John, Matt and I once went out for drinks. He gave me his number. When I called it, some bitch named Steph answered. How dare you, Matt? Wow. I I wouldn't set uh I wouldn't set Stephanie up like that. She might do that to me, but I wouldn't do that to her. I do have just a few over on Streamlabs if you're at a good spot. Yeah, sure. I can mark where we left off in case uh we got gotta grab it later. Where who's next up? Daniel Kunkel. Okay, let me mark that and we'll just check in on Streamlabs real quick and we'll hop into uh some more stories. 
over on Streamlabs, Cameron says, this past week, a low IQ, stunning and brave person was acquitted of the murder of Emily Jones, a seven-year-old girl in Britain. The reason? Insanity. The West has failed to protect its people and does not deserve to survive. Get ready. Burn it down. Start again. Burn it down is the mantra of those Portland commies. I don't want to participate in the burning, but I agree that uh, we're not doing a great job of defending ourselves. That seems to be, I, I haven't seen this case yeah. though. Are you, are you familiar with this case? Hmm. I'll have to look into it. That is some oh. horseshoe theory, though, but, but I'm about there. I'm about there. We talked uh, about a little off. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm almost in the case of some of these stories that we're going to talk about with these business owners. I'm, I'm closer to tread on them than I ever have been. All right. Like some of these people leave me alone is the ideal. Some of these people refuse to leave anyone alone. How do you handle that? You, you have to make yeah. them leave you alone. Well, this is why nobody can be a libertarian. You can be a libertarian in a peaceful, high IQ, homogenous Among country. libertarians, you can be. Yeah. Among libertarians, yeah. yeah. It's like, but now it's, it's not even cute anymore. It's like, this is not a functional ideology. It cannot be implemented amongst our multicultural population. It's just not possible anymore. Also, no one's ever going to leave me alone. Ever. No matter where I am, some idiot leftist is going to be trying to fuck up my life. Uh, and I, uh, I can't, I can't do I say this with an attachment to one of these ideals, but I think it's a fair thing to ask. What is less realistic? The idea of successful actual communism or the idea of finally being left alone? Which one is yeah. less, which one is less realistic? Equally unrealistic. Okay. Um, balkanization. Palladium says uh, early Christmas gift from sunny Dubai. Thanks for keeping my early Monday mornings, a sanity safe space. Thank you for supporting the show. Much appreciated. I am not going to be niggardly. Redicus says if Adolf is the German equivalent of the Hebrew Israelites and believes real Germans are African, maybe he does. I don't know. Did any of the fugitive Nazis go to Namibia in, uh, instead of Argentina? If we found out, Whoa. He has a closet full of swastikas. I would die laughing. Maybe he does have a connection to the Nazi party. Who knows? Phil says, man, China is really pulling out all the stops to make sure their puppets take power in the USA. I wonder if they are working in tandem with our current owners. <laughs> Redacted country. Thank you for making it Susan compliant. Or are we in for a proxy war? Yeah, well, we'll find out. As we'll get to in a moment, CNN is in on the alliance with China. Phil also says when it's discovered how many public officials have taken the bribes to sell out our country, we need to redacted defensively. Susan, these are very compliant. I appreciate that. I'm not even redacting them. He voluntarily did that. Crypto crook says hi, Matt and blonde wish me good luck tomorrow. I'm about to make an offer for the nicest home I could possibly find. And there will be plenty oh. of offers despite it's only a couple of days. The house is only uh, has only been on the days uh, on the market a couple of days. The real estate market is crazy these days. Yeah, it's uh, depending on where you're trying to move to. If you're trying to escape blue states in general, in general, it's it's pretty rough out there. But congratulations. That's very exciting and uh, all the best. Just your standard RWDS. I don't plan on world domination. That's a quote from Adolf Hitler in Namibia. Yeah, that's something Hitler would say. Soon we'll all be singing Namibian national anthems or the Namib Namibian national anthem and our daughters will be or will marry strong, pure Namibian men. At least we won't be ruled by a bunch of Nigerians. Well, they still, uh, I, I was told by a Nigerian, I had a, a, 
a giant prize, a giant, a, a giant uh, amount of money that some relative had left to me. I just had to give them my credit card numbers and my social security number to claim it. And they still haven't followed through. Either that or they're beating you for your Subway sandwich three in the morning. Phil says the choice uh, of Georgia GOP versus or Georgia GOP voters have to make is this smash the accelerator with both feet and send two closet leftists to DC uh, or send. Okay. Smash the accelerator with both feet or send two closet leftists to DC. Sorry. Streamlabs format. It makes it difficult to read sometimes. It really is a prisoner's dilemma, especially since the GOP is just as likely to support amnesty and outsourcing jobs as the Democrats are. I, uh, I agree they are certainly an imperfect party. However, I hope I can at least count on one of them to protect my right to defend myself when they ruin the country. <laughs> I, I do value that. I do value that. Uh, in the choice of communists or anyone else, I will choose anyone else. I'll do that every single time. I know that's not necessarily inspiring, but I just, I, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to become accelerationist to the point that I'll betray what I believe to be my, my core principles, which is, you know, not communism. Your thoughts. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, at some point you're going to have to betray your principles. Well, uh, as we talked about before, they, they don't intend to leave me or us alone. So that confrontation may be coming, unfortunately. Anyway. Okay. Let's, uh, call it there and let's hop back into some stories. So, Back to the uh, coronavirus uh, topics, specifically the lockdowns. But as far as the virus itself, the cases continue to surge. The seven-day average of cases is nearly 200,000 a day. And deaths are back up to their April high, the seven-day average, that is. But keep in mind, our case count is six times what it was back then. So the death rate itself continues to remain low. And that's if you trust the death numbers, which I most certainly do not. But no matter which way you measure it, the spread of the virus has advanced, even if you're using flawed measurements, that that is the case. So finally, a year later, CNN has uncovered some bombshell information. Uh, they have the scoop through a series of leaked documents. China has, or CNN has learned that China has lied about its coronavirus numbers. Here is the story. CNN has obtained leaked documents from inside China, documents that reveal the missteps and the chaos of the Chinese government's early response to the coronavirus pandemic. They show authorities released misleading public data on the number of deaths and the number of cases. A whistleblower who said they worked inside the Chinese healthcare system shared the documents with CNN online. Some of the death tolls were off. The worst day in these reports is February the 17th, where these say 196 people who were confirmed cases died. But that day, they only announced 93. For one day in February, recording internally nearly 6,000 new cases, yet publicly that day, China reported nationwide about 2,500 new confirmed cases. Startlingly, these documents reveal there was an enormous spike in influenza cases in Hubei, right when studies have shown the very first known patients were infected with COVID-19. 20 times the number of flu cases compared to the same week the year before. China's foreign ministry and health officials in Beijing and Wuhan have not responded to our requests for comment. The thing I thought was most yeah. interesting about that, it's obvious. I don't need to, China lied. Oh, amazing. I can't believe it. I'm blown away. 
What was interesting about that is they said China was reporting 20 times its normal flu cases. That Mm. is in direct proportion to the rest of the world, as we've seen previously, where flu cases have dropped to one twentieth of normal. They've Mm. dropped 95%. So China has increased its flu numbers 20 fold, at least at certain parts of the points in the year. The rest of the world has decreased its flu counts 20 fold. Yeah, that's a bizarre coincidence, but apparently has some degree of accuracy. Is there anything else? Anything else factually in this story that's worthy of uh, mention? Um, It also mentioned that they were about three weeks behind, even though they were clearly up to date in testing numbers. And so the information would come out three weeks outdated. So it was pretty much worthless to the rest of the world. So I guess this whole thing was about how China misled the rest of the world and how we're all totally screwed because of it. But I have to, my immediate reaction was like, why would CNN want to throw China under the bus? It doesn't seem like they're, this is their jam. Um, okay. So give me the tinfoil theory. I'm not sure I fully I understand. Know. Well, I, I'm also not sure that I fully understand, but I'm suspicious of anything that I hear from CNN because I don't believe it's real news. I believe it's stuff that they want you to believe for whatever ul- ulterior motive that they hold. Um, so, so why would they do this? Why would they want the American public to, um, to blame authoritarianism, to blame China, to distrust China, maybe it's to take the heat off of our government, but every country had a reason to want to gain control over the, their population. China had Hong Kong uprisings. France has had yellow vests. We had the Trump revolution, um, Britain had Brexit. It, it's like every country, every government needed to get their people under control. And coronavirus sure as shit did that. And we know the, about the Great Reset because of the World Economic Forum. So I'm just, it's high level conspiracies with me. I don't, I don't even really know if the coronavirus is real per se. Lower level tinfoil, but worthy of, men- <laughs> worthy of mention too. I can't match, I can't match that height, but another thing to consider. Uh, when did this, does it say in the story when the leak happened? It just, it's another one of those things like the news about the vaccines that funny, it's very odd that this comes out shortly after the election. You mean to tell me it's racist to call it the Wuhan flu or the China flu or any of that because, yeah. uh, you know, China had no part in this. It's just where it came from, but it's not their fault. Then it comes out shortly after the election that whether China created it or not, they certainly covered it up much to uh, creating a lot of damage for the international community because if we had a lot of this information earlier on we could have made more prepared judgments more prepared assessments why is it leaking now what is the story on that i don't know i'm just asking rhetorically it's another thing worthy of considering yep i I really just want to get to this part of the story uh, which is a chinese guy calling senator marsha blackburn a bitch (laughs) <laughs> this is one of my favorite just one of the great twitter moments of all time i would say tennessee senator marcia blackburn noted the obvious that in response to this story and others that china lies she tweeted earlier in the week china has a five thousand year history of cheating and stealing some things will never change and chen weihua who is apparently the deputy editor of china daily usa and i guess a white house correspondent some sort of chinese reporter responds just simply bitch replying to <laughs> and that got 74,000 likes people are really like team china as long as they're not republicans team china uh, oh yikes all right so because the virus is so bad 
You're seeing the crackdowns come along with them. We saw this before Thanksgiving. We're seeing it now, of course. L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti has skipped all the cute stuff. And he finally says what they've meant the whole time. He says, cancel everything. Don't live your life anymore to any meaningful extent. Just cancel everything. So tonight, I want to speak, as always, to you candidly. The choices between us are stark. Between health and sickness. Between care and apathy. And yes, between life and death. It's time to hunker down. It's time to cancel everything. And if it isn't essential, don't do it. Next month, he's going to be telling you to kill yourself. And a healthy percentage of people will comply. That is going to happen. Joe Biden, meanwhile, at the same CNN event we heard from earlier, he says when he's in office, he's going to ask everyone for 100 days of masking. Not forever, just 100 days. Where the federal government has authority, I'm going to... Oh, just like people aren't going to forget the um, two weeks to flatten the curve. You know? Yes, not forever. Just 14 days. Not forever. Just 100 days. Issue a standing order that in federal buildings you have to be masked. And in transportation, interstate transportation, you must be masked in airplanes and buses, etc. Because on the first day I'm inaugurated to say I'm going to ask the public for 100 days to mask. Just 100 days to mask. Not forever. 100 days. And I think we'll see a significant reduction if we occur that if that occurs with vaccinations and masking to drive down the numbers considerably. Jeez. It, it boggles my mind that nobody ever stops to consider the question that maybe masks don't actually work. So he, 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 he says this as though it's a new idea, a novel concept. We've already been masked in this country in most states since the spring, summer, sometime in there. And you have way more compliance than non-compliance, particularly in places of dense population and urban centers. We've been masking for hundreds of days. This is not something that's new. And yet the spread of the virus continues. And if you believe the numbers worsens, actually, and we never stop to consider the question, does masking actually do anything? We saw the one and only one randomized controlled study of mask wearing and coronavirus a few weeks ago. The results were no observable relationship between wearing a mask and reduced coronavirus transmission. But we never consider the possibility that these things don't work. And uh, And we know why they don't have perfect effectiveness or even meaningful effectiveness in a statistical sense, depending on your methods and depending on the study. You touch your mask all damn day. You put your mask on things. The germs spread through different means. And because guys like this in this clip that I found on Twitter, you want to know why masks don't do anything? This is why masks don't do anything. (laughs) Now, to be fair... I just found that clip on Twitter circulating. I don't know who that is. I don't know. It might be a joke. It might be a joke. I don't know where it happened. I don't know the context. But the point, the point stands that you're touching things all the time. I don't know if it's your own butt, but if you're riding the train, you're touching things that all sorts of other people have touched. You touch your face, you touch your mask. It gets into you regardless. These are things that, that happen. And, uh, on on another, uh, mask compliance notes and mask worship uh check out this clip from uh well this is just some legendary trump derangement 
But uh, this is a guy. These are people. A guy attended the Trump rally last night in Georgia to rally people to vote for the Georgia Senate runoff, begging people at the Trump rally to wear masks. And I mean, literally getting on bended knee to beg them. Here's the clip. You guys got masks? No. No. Why not? Because I don't need it. Why do you need it? I would. Yeah, you should wear one because there's a pan, there's a global pandemic going on. Yeah. Well, you got yours. I got mine on. Yeah, Good. I'm trying to be safe. Good. Okay. Thanks. But but you could infect somebody else and and they could get sick. Why don't you leave them alone? Will you please wear? Will you please wear one? Excuse me. Will you please wear a mask? No. Please. Nope. For the Dark. sake of other people, please wear one. Please. I'm begging you. Please. Oh, God, I don't want to see a man begging under any circumstances. <laughs> That's just the most revolting thing. Every cell in my being is is just disgusted by seeing something like that. That clip Ugh. is from something called The Good Liars. Apparently they do anti-Trump stunts in public and sell anti-Trump T-shirts. I don't. Uh, this can't I don't. be real. I th- no, I, it's, it's sincere. I thought maybe it was satire. It is sincere. That is not a joke. But what he's saying is I fear the virus and mass gatherings and non-maskers so much that I attend mass gatherings in close proximity to people not wearing masks. And I literally bend the knee to my mask God to display my virtue. This is mask evangelism. What we're watching right there. Have you heard of my Lord and savior, the face typer? This is what we're watching from these, uh, (laughs) from these people who worship progressivism instead of uh, something more suitable. Yikes, dude. Is this what we're up against? This is just disheartening. Hmm. Well, uh, we lost to that. If uh, the reports are true, we lost to that. That's what I'm supposed to believe. Yeah, I'm not buying it. Regarding the masks and their effectiveness, I don't think that people even care that they're not effective. I think that people are just responding to the social pressure, and that's all that really matters to them. I don't think that any arguments against mask effectiveness is going to be... I I was accused by a friend of denying the science (laughs) over the weekend, which, okay, but well, it's it's, it's a little rocky. It's a little rocky to be honest. (laughs) Questions are being asked. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, I love it. First of all, I mean, I responded with the study that we just referenced because there's plenty of scientific doubt about the effectiveness we've seen it, but, um, but yeah, even even beyond that, uh, my question for people who who it's fine if you're pro mask, just like they're saying, you're wearing one, wear one. I don't care. I, I'm not seeking to. If I want people to have their choice, I'm not going to go so far as to start ripping them off people's faces if they want to wear them. You do you. Go right ahead. Blonde might rip it off your face. I don't know, but not me. If you're going to accuse someone of being a science denier, though, you have to at least be honest because I know for a fact. That the people who say, oh, I wear a mask because that's what the science says. You did not read the science. Someone on no, TV no. or someone in a suit told you to wear a mask. And that's fine if that's where you get your directives. But at least be honest. You put on the mask because someone on TV or in a suit told you to. And you won't take off the mask until someone on TV or in a suit tells you to. That is not science-based. That is authority-based. And you're entitled to that. You make your own choices. But let's not. let's be honest about what's actually driving that decision-making. It is not the science. It is the authority, plain and simple. Yeah. And if the authority is just trying to make you put a piece of cloth on your face, well, 
I get it when it's easier just to go along with that to get along and it doesn't really create that much of an issue. What happens when they try to stab you in the arm and inject you with chemicals? This is the question we've been wondering about for weeks and the vaccine uh, approval and distribution sounds like it's imminent. We're going to get approval from the FDA within weeks. It sounds like unless things go awry for some reason. But uh, this week, the Department of Defense released the first images of a coronavirus vaccination record card that will come with each shot. A spokesperson for the Immunization Action Coalition says, quote, everyone will be issued a written card that they can put in their wallet and will tell them that they uh, what will tell them what they had and what their next when their next doses do. So reports say that this is only to remind you. Because the, the vaccine is a two-part shot. You get one, you go back like a month later, you get another. They're saying, oh, it's just to, just to remind you that your next dose is due. That's the only point for this. But uh, every dose that is administered will be reported to the CDC. That's in this CNN report here. And also, the CDC did not immediately respond to CNN's inquiry about whether such a database people who got the vaccine being reported to the CDC, whether such a database would include a record of everyone immunized. Oh no. The record keeping is afoot. It is taking shape. Uh, Well, as we've discussed for weeks, that, that is a hill I will die on. I don't care what you cut me off from. I ain't taking this, not being your Guinea pig, not doing it. It's not about, it's not even about the vaccine. It's just the principle of you don't get to stab me against my will. Not doing it. Yeah, but Lori Lightfoot. I mentioned uh, her earlier, Lori Lightfoot, the Chicago mayor. She at least implies with Chuck Todd this week that the vaccine should be mandatory. Here's what she had to say. Would you support vaccine mandates? Well, look, I always think it's better to educate people into compliance if we can, but we can't into live in a compliance. world where yeah. only certain people are taking the vaccine and some are, are opting out. That won't help anybody, and that will mm-hmm. perpetuate the spread. Okay, we can't live in a world where only certain people are getting the vaccine and some people opt out. Why not? If it's totally effective, then whether or not people opt out is of no consequence to you. If the vaccine makes you immune, as it is designed to do with claimed 95% effectiveness, then what other people do is irrelevant to your immunity. Why would it matter if people opt out? What are we observing here? What is this about? It's clearly not about immunity for those who seek it because that would be achieved. Well, I mean, we're going to lose the ability to travel freely. I mean, that's something that's, that's already gone and we're never going to get back. Like, I'm glad I traveled all to to all the European countries that I wanted to because that, that opportunity is over here. I I thought it was going to be the Muslim migrants who wouldn't let me travel to Europe. (laughs) Nope, our own federal government. Here we go. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, I guess I, I guess I should have taken advantage when I had the chance. So there's talk of making it mandatory. At least John Delaney, guy who ran for president, but you already forgot about if you ever noticed him in the first place. John Delaney. He is. I mean, this is a stupid idea, but I guess at least it maintains some degree of consent. He's proposing giving everyone who gets a vaccine basically another Corona bucks stimulus check. So if you get a vaccine, the federal government will give you fifteen hundred bucks. I would say add several zeros on the end of that. And the answer is still no. Fifteen hundred bucks is not going to 
be enough compensation for me to take that vaccine. Absolutely not. Hmm. So, uh, and then uh, throughout the week, I was maintaining a list of all these Democrats who keep getting exposed by violating their own lockdown rules. The list got too long and too detailed to even go through with any sort of uh, reasonable time. So rather than go through the list of however many there are, suffice to say that the list of hypocritical Democrats breaking their own lockdown rules is so bad that even CNN called called them out as hypocrites this week. This was the report. A number of Democratic leaders apologizing or reversing course after multiple occurrences of do as I say, not as I do. In San Francisco, Mayor London Breed facing backlash after it was revealed that she attended a birthday party last month at the French Laundry. The day before Breed's dinner at the French Laundry, Governor Gavin Newsom also attended a party there with at least a dozen other people. In Los Angeles County, Supervisor Sheila Kuehl voted to close outdoor dining last week and then dined at a restaurant before the order took effect. And in San Jose, California, Mayor Sam Licardo is also apologizing for ignoring state restrictions during Thanksgiving when he attended a gathering with his elderly parents that included guests from five different households. In Denver, Mayor Michael Hancock told residents of his city to skip large Thanksgiving dinners, and then he promptly appeared at the Denver airport and flew to Mississippi to spend the holiday with his wife and daughter. And in New York, Governor uh-huh. Andrew Cuomo last week told a <laughs> local radio over. host that his Thanksgiving would include his 89-year-old mother. Then in the very same interview, Cuomo told New Yorkers that this couldn't be a typical Thanksgiving for them, that they shouldn't have friends and family gathering. The past few weeks brought into relief a pattern of leaders failing to lead by example. They are looking across the aisle to blame Republicans who aren't taking mask wearing seriously. But maybe it's time they also look in the mirror and ask themselves if that amuse-bouche was really worth it. Mm, Another reason. Why why was this on CNN? This is (laughs) controlled opposition nonsense. Uh, yeah, good question. Uh, they they do seem to be having some moments of clarity lately. There's got to be a reason for it besides it's honesty. <laughs> it's nope. got to be. Yeah. But your default is that CNN has moments of honesty. Nope. Uh-uh. I would say everybody has moments of honesty, I suppose. That said, these are. These are pretty unexpected moments of honesty, uh, if, if that is what they are. Uh, good for them. All credit credit where due, but I don't blame you for your suspicion that there might be something more nefarious afoot. Yeah. Speaking of the Maybe non- this is just a pressure valve thing. Well, uh, whether it's out of economic necessity or whether it's out of disdain for these hypocritical politicians, plenty of businesses are resisting the lockdown measures and uh some of them are facing the are facing so-called justice from the hands of the law. But there were some interesting scenes that I do want to highlight. Tell me what happened in Staten Island at this Max public house. This was quite a scene this week. Yeah, what a white pill. This was very encouraging. I was happy to see it this week. But um, the proprietor of this Max public, public house, which looks like it's a bar with, you know, bar food. And his name's Danny Presti. He's declared that his bar and restaurant is an autonomous zone, just like Chaz. Oh, I didn't. Good. Uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, According to New York City Sheriff uh, Joseph Fuchito, officers dressed as civilians, which is such bullshit, ordered drinks, um, after which the uniformed uh, deputies raided the bar and handed out tickets for violating lockdown orders. So the bar owner, Presti, he was charged with providing unauthorized food and beverage service. I suppose that they must have revoked his license to do that, but I'm not sure, as well as with obstruction of governmental administration for being uncooperative with police. 
So there was a massive demonstration. I'm sure everybody has seen footage at this point. I mean, I, it looks like there there's a thousand people there. Hard to tell. Uh, I didn't. I, I've seen some angles. It looked like basically a whole city block full. Some angles. I don't necessarily have good angles of uh, the entire protest, but I do have some of the words that were said. And uh, whoever this guy yelling into the camera is about making them fear us again, hero. he's my hero of the week for sure. Here are some of the scenes. All right, I'm out here in front of Max Public House, 130 Lincoln Avenue, being raided by the fucking sheriff's department, okay? This tiny little place trying to make a fucking living, okay? 350 people on an airplane, thousands of planes, okay? This close to each other, Costco's open, Home Depot, people lined up, backed up with each other. This guy can't open his fucking business. It's shame on you fucking people. Shame on everybody for letting this fucking happen. There should be a thousand people out here right now when they're getting fucking raided by the goddamn Gestapo. If they fear you, they won't fuck with you. You understand what I'm saying? Get the fuck out here tomorrow night. Where were these people? When Black Lives Matter and Antifa were burning down our city? Where were they? Where were they? Patriotism is not just having your flag on your house on 4th of July. You know what patriotism is? This is fucking patriotism! This is patriotism! Based. Yeah, good. It sounds like they finally got that uh, terrorist bar owner. They arrested him, or what was what happened to him? Yeah, arrested okay, so they again, arrested him I guess. that first night. Yeah, and then they rearrested because once he got out of jail, he's like, "Uh, fuck you, I'm not closing." And yeah, then yeah. they rearrested him yesterday. And this rearrest story is so funny. I had to read it like five times. So he's been arrested again after refusing to shut down his business again. This was last night. After sheriff deputies saw customers going into um, Max through the back entrance, and then they saw them getting food and beverages um, who were not wearing face masks. So when Presti left for the night uh, at 12 a.m., sheriff deputies attempted to arrest him, at which point he resisted. They issued him a summons, um, one of many that have been piling up for violations of the governor's emergency order restrictions to shutter businesses and force them out of uh, business. them out of business if they cannot financially withstand the closures. And then while resisting arrest, Pressy got into his car and attempted to drive off, whereupon he hit an officer with his car. He was stopped approximately 100 yards later, was arrested, and was taken to the 122nd Precinct. The officer was taken to a local hospital, and his condition this morning is unknown. So this is his lawyer, Pressy's lawyer. Um, we're currently interviewing eyewitnesses who contradict the sheriff's version of the events. We also mm. possess videotape footage of the incident, I expect Danny to be arraigned this morning. We anticipated the bumbling sheriffs to pull a stunt like this. So we had Danny under surveillance the whole time. More details to follow. So if the lawyer is saying something like this, I would imagine that some cop like threw himself in front of. Yeah, the old moving. Black Lives Matter strategy of making yourself get hit by a car. Have you seen? I haven't seen any footage of it. So I, have you seen? I anything? haven't either. If even true. I mean, it's possible they just made the whole thing up. But it sounds like he got set up. Um, even if he did hit a cop with his car, I don't give a shit. Whatever. These cops are traitors. They're total cucks with their masks on, trying to shut down a small business. Like, come on, you guys are supposed to be protecting the Constitution, you pussies. What's going on here? Every, well, yeah, I, I think obviously loyalty to the Constitution in question here. Beyond that, every police officer would have to ask, is there a such, is there a such thing as an order I would not follow? And what would that look like? 
make the argument that they're just following orders and they're trying to enforce the law. At the end of the day, what what these police officers are doing is they are raiding an honest business who is not violating the rights of anybody else. And I would contend is not violating the law because these were not these are not laws that were created through any constitutionally prescribed legislative process. They are just decrees issued by the executive. But on a philosophical on the level, basis of a false emergency order, too. Because they have cooked the books with coronavirus numbers. This is not a real public health emergency, which is supposed to have an end date and it's supposed to be acute. It's not supposed to be, you know, more grave, less grave. Uh, this whole thing is absurd. You can't issue an emergency order, a nationwide emergency order or a statewide emergency order based on false information and data that has been uh, totally mischaracterized. If you're a police officer who is going in to bust up honest working people who pay the taxes that pay your salary and your benefits, and are not violating the rights of anybody else, I will contend to you that whether or not, whether you're following the letter of the law or not, your moral compass is a little off. Uh, I can't imagine doing that and considering myself an honest person that I will go raid this guy who has not violated anybody else's rights and deny him, deny him his right to earn a living for himself and his family. while I extract what little he has left to pay for myself and my family. I think it is woefully, dishonest, unethical, immoral, all of the above. And a crazy show of force, just a crazy show of force. And in the meantime, black lives, like that guy said, black lives matter, burning down cities and nobody, nobody gives a shit. Defund yeah. the police, defund the police, but they'll show up to a small business to shut them down because of this super spreader event. Um, but you know, if you're in black lives matter, you go ahead and congregate maskless. It's <laughs> totally fine. It's yeah. Ridiculous. What happened with this? Uh, what's the story on this Michigan guy, Dave Morris? Because he was another uh, video clip hero of the week, but he runs a restaurant yeah. in Michigan. This guy does. Uh, he said he's tired of restrictions. It's putting his businesses in danger of closing. And so his cafe has been reopened since Friday, November 27th. Um, there's been an indoor dining ban and it's going until December 9th. And he has received a cease and desist letter from Kalamazoo County Health Department, but he said his business was booming, so he's staying open. Um, quote, this is from Morris, uh, they want me to go down and be quiet and never hear from me again. I am not going to put up with it. It's time to rise up, shut it all down, or don't shut any of us down. That's the only way to get control of a virus. Um, and then they're defying the state's order. It's a fine of $1,000 a day. He was up $6,000 as of December 2nd. Presumably, he's up to ten grand now. Wow. Here, the news station was doing a report outside of his business about his refusal to shut down, and he just walked out and took control of the whole segment himself. It was an amazing moment in broadcasting. The details on why the judge said no. Marius, uh-huh. is everything okay? okay? Our government leaders have abandoned me. $4 trillion of stimulus money. They gave it to who? Special interest groups and campaign donors. I'm Dave Morris. I own the place. We got a government that has taken the stimulus money. They gave it to special campaign donors. They gave it to special interests. They abandoned me, and they have put me in a position where I have to fight back. So you could have given me money. I'd gladly walk away for 60 days and let this virus settle down. I'm not going to do it alone. Okay. Are you going to continue to violate the state's orders and this stay open? This is a sta- state order. This isn't an order. This is a conspiracy. This is a tyranny. What do you want to tell other restaurant owners who... Wake up. Stand up. This is America. Be free. I got patriots coming out supporting me. Good for him. Yeah. That is, 
that just enlivened my spirit, made me a little emotional because this is the attitude people need to have. Not like, oh, we want to stay open. So wear your masks. Uh, get fucked. I'm staying open no matter what they do to me. And everyone needs to do it. This is the only way it ends, as we keep saying. It is not going to be Gretchen Whitmer in this case saying, oh, I guess it's safe enough to go back to normal. No, it's going to be mass non-compliance it's saying, sorry, bitch, ain't doing this anymore. Interesting thing about this story, too. The way that they're reporting there or the way this story developed, the, the video story there implies to me that they didn't go talk to this business owner before standing outside of his business and reporting on it. Was it closed at the time or did they not? I, I'm just wondering. I'm sure they didn't even inquire. Um, that woman was thinking that she, that the uh, the news anchor was going to get attacked or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just like think it's weird. If they did, in fact, go stand outside of the guy's business and start doing a video report without even talking to him, I think that's weird at best and kind of a breach of journalistic ethics, not just to the business owner, but to the viewer. You're telling me you're doing a report about this guy's business on scene and you didn't plan to talk to the owner of the business. Why not? Maybe I'm missing something. I don't want to be totally unfair to the station because I haven't seen a full explanation of how that broke down. But just the way that developed implies that they didn't actually give a shit about talking to this guy until he inserted himself and made it happen. So good yeah, for but him. At least for... they let him talk. They could have cut video. That's right true. Away. But oh, so, good, good. It implies to me he wasn't about to get fair coverage, and he made he his own yeah. fair coverage, which I appreciate too. What we all need you, to do. You got this story of this woman in L.A. who runs a bar or a saloon, and uh, I mean, this is—they're all slaps Sad. in the face. This is a. She calls it a slap in the face. This is just. Uh, it's just horribly ironic, tragically ironic. This woman is being ruined being by being held to standards that people across the street are not being held to. She owns Pineapple Hill Saloon in Sherman Oaks. And she uh, put out this viral video on Friday. Uh, we'll, we'll see it in a second. But on Wednesday, a judge instructed attorneys representing the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health to return to court next week with medical evidence to justify a oh, three-week you, ban on outdoor yeah, dining. Yeah. Um, so that's that's good news for people like her uh, because they're like, where's the evidence? You have to you have to prove causation here that the outdoor dining is actually causing a, a spike in numbers. I don't know how they're possibly going to do that. Um, but for this woman, we should probably watch the clip before we talk about uh, talk about this anymore. She might have a real shot to be able to reopen outdoor dining. She so she had planned on protesting against this outdoor dining ban. And so she goes to her business to start organizing some things. Her business is shut down because she can't serve food, at least for unseen dining, uh, on-site dining. And so how did she just put in an expensive outdoor dining? Like? Yes. So she retrofits her entire business for, with a new patio so she can serve people outside. Then the L.A. County uh, government go, just issues their whim of an order that says no more outdoor dining. She wants to protest this. She goes to her business to organize protesting uh, efforts, and she sees literally across the street outdoor an outdoor dining setup for a movie company that is totally fine with the city of LA and the state of California. So this is my place, the Pineapple Hill Grill and Saloon. If you go to my page, you can see all the work I did for outdoor dining for tables being seven feet apart. And I walk into my parking lot and obviously Mayor Garcetti has approved this being set up for, for a movie company. I'm losing everything. Everything I own is being taken away from me. And they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio. And people wonder why I'm protesting and why I have had enough. Tell me that this is dangerous. 
but right next to me as a slap in my face. That's safe. This is safe, 50 feet away. This is dangerous. Mayor Garcetti and Gavin Newsom is responsible for every single person that doesn't have unemployment, that does not have a job, and we need your help. Outrageous. <laughs> I mean, what else can you But otherwise, good work, lady. I, it's up to her. Um, her body, her choice. She can wear a mask if she wants. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, just to emphasize the frustration, and I assume that's why she's wearing a mask too. She wants to, she wants to make a good faith effort at compliance. So you make a good faith effort at compliance, spending what resources you have to retrofit your business for compliance until they come out with a new whim the next week. And I know people say, oh, well, the, the restrictions are reasonable. Mask requirements are reasonable. Uh, banning on indoor dining or indoor bar service is reasonable because that trans that uh, creates this transmission. You have to understand. I know people don't like slippery slope arguments, but when you grant them that power, they don't stop at the reasonable. They move on and on and on into the ridiculous like this. That's why it's so important to resist them at the first whiff of it. Even if it seems reasonable, they don't stop there. You give them the power to do these things. They will take full advantage of it. So, yeah, of course. And it makes me wonder like, okay, so the, the Michigan guy, I guarantee that guy's a Republican. Um, I guarantee you the Max Staten Island guy, also Republican. That chick, who, who'd you vote for? You'd have to ask her, although statistics are what they are, but, you know, who knows? She is an individual, I wouldn't assume. Yeah, but if she voted for this, then uh, bitches is on you. Her mask wearing suggests to me that she's of weak character. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> See, this is what this is what the people at the meetup were looking for. I mean, they were looking for absolute savagery and they didn't get it. So we save it for well, this poor lady. You know, I don't want to dump on our audience. I was so taken aback by that picture that I was like, yeah, yeah. ugh. Yeah. Can't touch this one. Um, but you know, guys are tricky, tricky, tricky. Yeah. I suppose there's two ways to look at it. One would be like, yeah, stop complying with everything. You can see where compliance gets you, lady. The other side of it would be she's She's trying to do the quote unquote right thing and she still gets screwed either way. It's hideously frustrating. And uh, I, I hope not only she succeeds, I don't know if she's taking legal action, but as you said, there's, there's a pending court case on this. I can't wait to see what Los Angeles County health authorities show up to in court with to prove that outdoor dining is responsible for the surge in cases in Los Angeles yeah. County. That will be a great case to see. It also looks like protesters in Los Angeles are pretty pissed off with Eric Garcetti. I just saw this video on Twitter before the show. Apparently, Garcetti called the cops that he's trying to defund to his house to protect him from this unruly mob of protesters. I, I only have the clip on Twitter, so I can't put it in the share, so you won't be able to see it. But you saw it earlier. This I think it's a female cop swinging a baton at some of these. Definitely a female cop. Let's see what we got here. Look at this baton swinging. You get the idea. So you get this mob outside of Garcetti's house and police who he hates and is trying to defund, defending him for some inexplicable reason. Uh, and you got female baton lady who, if that's his last line of defense, he's probably going to, uh, he's probably going to meet a, a gruesome end very soon. If that lady is the one who's protecting him from the mob, but that's the yeah, scene really. right now. 
where's this moldy locks moment when is that going to happen with this female cop it's like women have no business in these roles where they have to exert physical power over men in order to be successful it's she's totally screwed i don't know if you're still playing i'm just, I, I'm, just I'm playing through it on silent just to see if there's any more in here i don't think there's anything like oh <laughs> She's standing up against a man holding her baton all aggressively. And he's like, what? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Wow. She's really got it under control. Good for her. All, all right. it takes is one fiery man to just destroy that, that female cop, just yeah. rip her to pieces. Uh, the average man is so much stronger than a woman of equal size. Um, Sounds like know. hate speech to me. This is just absurd. At what point are people going to start turning on the cops rightfully as they should? I mean, we, we talk about, you know, blue lives matter and stuff like that, but not all cops are worthwhile, man. And I no think, female cops. I think all of them. I think uh, our friend Justin at Phoenix made a great point on Twitter this week that I will emphasize. We are supposed to, we are called to, and many of us do. And I would, I would consider that in general, I do. We're supposed to back the blue, right? That's the call. Thin blue line, back the blue. And don't get me wrong. I have massive respect and admiration for the police officers who put their lives on the line to defend our rights in as, as they are constitutionally supposed to do. Defend our rights. That's key. I'm not seeing a lot of that. There needs if, to be mutiny amongst police officers and local sheriffs. You call for us to back the blue. I will also call for the blue to back us. That is Justin's mm -hmm. point. Whether you're a police officer or civilian, we should all be on the same team of defending our constitutional rights. That is what police forces swear an oath to. That's what every American is supposed to swear an oath to when you say things like the Pledge of Allegiance or just appreciating your country generally. We're all supposed to hold that as a core value and we should be on the same team there. I will defend the cops who put themselves in danger to defend our constitutional rights. They need to defend us when we are pitted against them or whatever, whatever force threatens our constitutional rights. The good ones will do that. And in fairness, we have seen some of that, but I, I, I as we mentioned earlier, I, even in self for self-interested reasons, I really question going to Eric Garcetti's house to stop the mob from getting... This guy will throw you under the bus in two seconds. But in the New York sense, going to bust up business owners who are just trying to provide for their family, I, I have to question that sort of thing. Yeah, but there is this uh, this this veil. It's so thinly veiled. like the, the separation that we're going to experience. Not all of these cops are going to continue uh, to stay with the police force in uh, in situations like this. Some of them are going to start refusing hmm. going to Garcetti's house or enforcing this kind of stuff or breaking up protests. So, so we have to have some sympathetic people in the military and sympathetic pe people in the police department. It has to be that way. Yeah, perhaps we will see more as this gets more and more ridiculous. Uh, but now it is that time of the week. It is hoax hate time. <laughs> Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? No confirmation of whether the swastika tattoo on the Nazi coronavirus victim's chest was backwards. And this isn't hoax. It's not a hoax hate crime, but... It most certainly is hoax hate, so we'll stick it in this segment. A Jewish doctor named Taylor Nichols went viral on Twitter this week claiming a man in 
dire condition short of breath, presumably with coronavirus. I guess I don't know if he ever said that explicitly, but that's what's implied. A man short of breath, more or less dying, arrives at his ER. This is what he says on Twitter. And he and his team were switching the man into a hospital gown. They're changing his clothes. And they noticed he had several swastika tattoos, specifically a gigantic one on his chest. And he had SS tattoos and other Nazi insignias. And the the man gasped, don't let me die, doc, as they put him on uh, assisted breathing. The doctor says, all of us being a team that included a Jewish physician, a black nurse, and an Asian respiratory therapist, we all saw the symbols of hate on his body outwardly and proudly announced his views. We all knew what he thought of us, how he valued our lives. Yet here we were working seamlessly as a team to make sure we gave him the best chance to survive that we could further down in the thread. The doctor says that he's actually faced this situation countless times as in patients with swastika tattoos. Okay. I work in North Idaho. I doubt it because there are like two Jewish people here. I guess it's like UC Davis somewhere in California. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Those Sacramento Nazis. He closes this uh, Twitter thread of like 16 or 17 tweets. He says, for the first time, I recognized that I hesitated ambivalent. The pandemic has worn on me and my mantra. He goes into detail throughout the, the thread of his mantra to take care of all with compassion, no matter what. He says, my mantra isn't having the same impact in the moment. All of this time, soldiering on against the headwinds, gladiators in the pit. And I realize maybe I'm not okay. End of thread. So just like the prior (laughs) Susan Bate, just like the prior fake nurse story from CBS in the spring. Remember the woman who was in tears crying all over CBS ran the story. It turns out she was a nurse for like a day. She wasn't even really a nurse. And then CNN just ran that nurse story that was almost certainly fake just a week ago or two. That nurse in South Dakota who talked about all sorts of South Dakota people dying from coronavirus, but denying it through their last breath. These are the stories that CNN, of course, gives uncritical attention. And so he had his little, uh, this doctor had his video segment on CNN this week. Here was some of that. The patient was particularly ill. And in those circumstances, you really don't have time to talk to the patient all that much. And some of my favorite conversations with patients have been just about that, about talking to them about their tattoos and really being able to sort of lean into my compassion. And with this patient, I really didn't have an opportunity to talk to him. I was only left with the impact that that symbol had on me. What if the situation had been reversed? What if this guy with the Nazi tattoos was the doctor and you were the patient? what he would have done? Yeah, I had that that thought sort of fleetingly. When we go into this job, we all know that we're going to do our best by everyone and we're going to provide the best care to anyone who comes through our doors. That's sort of a mantra of emergency medicine is anyone, anything, anytime. I would expect the best care to be provided and I know that we will do that going forward regardless. Oh my gosh, he's over there like 14 of my grandparents were made into lampshades. <laughs> I... I- <laughs> I'm going to say nothing. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, well, how do we know this is fake aside from it just not passing the sniff test? Firstly, because it is recycled. The doctor tweeted basically this same story last year. He responded to somebody in February of 2019 on Twitter saying, oh, shut it. This isn't liberal versus conservative. This is about providing compassionate care. We take care of those people too. I'm Jewish. I'll never forget the first time I did compressions in the chest of a man with a large swastika tattooed over his mid chest. This is February of last year. June of last year. He, res- he responds to somebody else. And the reason I don't know, I can't source what he was responding to is because he deleted these tweets as far as I can tell. So he deletes the story and then just reposts it on something like an annual basis. He said this in June of last year. For example, I'm Jewish and I think Nazi ideology and the people who espouse such views are abhorrent. However, I took care of someone with a large swastika tattoo and SS insignia tattooed on his arms just the other day with dignity and respect. There have been several times where he's repeated basically this same story. Now, maybe they're all true. Per his Twitter thread that just went viral, he says, I've faced this situation countless times, specifically swastika tattoo patients. But even that, if it's true, it kind of undercuts your point. If you see this all the time, why are you still shocked by it? Why is it so shocking that it it uh, it calls your mantra into question and it shakes you to your core and all of this? Some other facts to consider. Uh, hardcore Nazis, hardcore enough to get giant chest swastika tattoos and SS tattoos, they, they, they'd see the Jewish doctor and go, death before dishonor, I'm out. <laughs> I know. They would see his face and be like, nope. <laughs> get out. Death it is. I'm coming soon, Uncle A. I'll be there in a moment. Okay, that's what would happen if this was true. The, the guy, the, the, the Nazi guy is supposedly, you read through the description, he's gasping for air and he's dying, but he's also communicating very specific medical wishes throughout this. He's talking to them, having a conversation, but also I need intubation because I'm borderline dead. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, who, uh, not that he has to, but who, who's the black nurse and who's the Asian respiratory therapist? Why aren't they backing up the story? I want, to, I want to know who they are. I, I want to, if they came out and said, yeah, hundred percent sure. I'd go, okay, well, at least they're putting their names to it. I, I mentioned it uh, earlier at the top of the show. Also, basically the plot to a Grey's Anatomy episode from 2007. Uh, Shane was a racist, a Nazi sympathizer with a swastika tattooed across his chest and abdomen. He refused treatment from Miranda Bailey because she was black and then refused to sign his consent form for surgery unless he was insured of the presence of at least one white doctor in the operating room. So that, that's how the actual Nazi would do it. This was a Grey's Anatomy episode. He might be a follower of the show. I don't know. And then uh, just throughout this, the whole virtue signal is just about, oh, us doctors, we take care of everyone no matter what they believe, no matter who they are. That's part of our creed. Correct. So why are you making such a big deal out of it? N- how don't you think every doctor has encountered a truly unpleasant, truly awful patient or family from time to time? No, they don't virtue signal about this. That's kind of part of the deal. Yeah. It's kind of part of the job. So why are you if you're going to say on one hand, oh, that's what we do. That's just normal. And then you say, on the other hand, that I'm also like outstanding or I had some sort of abnormal experience because of this. Come on, man. Those things don't jive. And lastly, if the patient is real, the doctor is at bare minimum committing an ethical violation, but a possibly a legal one. Uh, of course, there are health privacy laws, HIPAA, federal law on this. You can't. Providers, including doctors, are prohibited from releasing 
protected health information. So you can't describe a patient's condition plus any identifiable characteristics. This guy described his rough age. He described the fact that the guy was on meth and missing teeth. He described tattoos. But if it's fake, if it's, if it's fake, there's no legal implication because you have not in fact released any personally identifiable information, personal health information, which is how you know it's fake. He would not, you would have, if this was real, the hospital would care too. The hospital doesn't want that out there. Oh, our doctors go and describe all your intimate health details on national TV. That, the hospital doesn't want anything to do with that. Well, now they're in a bind because they can't fire him, even though this is clearly a lie, because that would make headlines. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you just have to sweep it under the rug, but maybe you talk to him and be like, okay, can you give the story a rest for like at least a year? Can you think of a new story to virtue signal with besides yeah. swastika on the chest tattoo, man? All right. Well, one more before we get out of here. We love the letters. The letters never quit. Hoax, hoax hate letter at an apartment building. I actually don't know the location on this, but uh, this is a woman named Ari on Twitter who describes herself as a queer Afro-Latina. She posted this letter she supposedly received at her apartment on Twitter. It reads, you want me to read this or do you want to read it? You can take turns. That's okay. kind of a, I, I kind of actually all right all right you seem to have no respect for others huh you seem to think that you can move into a new building without abiding by the rules of morality or have any concern for anyone else but yourself your addition to the complex has caused nothing but pain who uses a blender at 10 a.m do you care about other individuals and that rap music you play you're playing rap music so early in the morning please put that n-word music only n-words listen to n-word music it's bitch this bitch then bitch N-word. this bitch that yeah oh bitch this bitch yeah. that oh that's a man um oh sorry N-word, i mistyped N-word, bitch bitch can, <laughs> can you listen to something more peaceful more calming it's very rude it's entirely rude please learn to have respect in distress your neighbors and please stop having sexual relations so loud i promise you <laughs> it's not that good sweetie you don't need to wake everyone up learn how to have manners and be respectful yes let's calm down well uh, i have my suspicions Uh, who uses a blender at 10 a.m anyone who makes a a breakfast smoothie that's actually fairly common Um, the reason i know this isn't real is because nobody would complain about that you know why those people have jobs unlike this lady who is at home making smoothies at 10 a.m because she has nowhere to be this tweet got over a hundred thousand likes and conveniently here's another reason you know it's fake conveniently typed that is what what about her nails her nails tell me that this is fake this is fake. well they are kind of impressive i must say i don't i don't know how you go about your daily life with that sort of thing fake ass nails yeah i'm sure they're filled with human excrement gross (laughs) so they're touching a mask all day you can bet yep she was surprised by her traction here. A hundred thousand likes, tens of thousands of retweets. She responds. Um, okay. I have a business called earthy by Ari and I have really cute jewelry earthy by Ari.com. So she just parlays this into an opportunity to sell her crappy jewelry. Business hasn't been going so well, which is why she's at home all day making smoothies and having really loud sex apparently. But yeah, that, <laughs> What an opportunity. What an advertisement that even that got 5,000 likes, which is probably more than any tweet I've ever had in my life. I need to start writing hoax hate letters to bring attention to the show to sell my product. That is a 
excellent advertising strategy, apparently. Fake, fake and gay, <laughs> actually gay. Uh, and then yeah, she has a, a tweet that just says, just fucking donate her most recent tweet uh, to her. I don't know. Let's see. Black people just... really don't give Haitians enough credit for their contribution. Blah, blah, Haitians, blah, blah. High IQ Haitians. Uh, let's see. I don't know what she's saying to. Yeah, it just says poor people. Tell me how much you donated so I can pay that to make it seem like I'm doing something and not look as bad with a clown face emoji. Just fucking donate. Donate to what? No. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, now she's talking about Haitians. You're right. So maybe it's some Haitian charity or something. Yeah, give more money to Haitians. Politically stable Haiti. Dating while uh, in a pandemic 101 Mexico edition. What? Oh, this is just a retweet. That's not her. All right, whatever. I, I don't want to go through this chick's whole Twitter uh, feed, but you get the idea. <laughs> Did you see <laughs> her header? Are you on her Twitter account right now? People be gay. People be fake and gay. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think that maybe she's legit gay. All right. My baby's freaking out. So I'm going to take a break and then come back before you in super chat. Next, we were on Daniel Kunkel. All right. I will hop into it. We'll see you in a minute. Thank you guys for patience. Uh, I did. I, I realized I forgot to open the D live treasure chest. So let me get that going for you guys. And uh, super chats over on D live buddy says there's a reason the rattlesnake is on the Gadsden flag when backed into a corner, they strike back. Yeah, I, I suppose, I suppose that is a fair symbolism. Although I'm coming around to the tread on them flag. As I mentioned, the kill dozer is the appropriate symbol, not the rattlesnake. <laughs> Uh, masks work. Ignore the Sniffergate video, uh, says Chubby Stubby. Maybe they do. Uh, they definitely don't work with that guy, the butt scratcher dude, though. That said, I guess you don't have to scratch your ass to wear a mask, though many do. C2K says, this is uh, for that bar owner. Not all heroes wear, wear capes, for sure. Chubby Stubby says, uh, if... If Jewish values uh, the Hippocratic oath above all else, how is this situation even a dilemma? Yeah, that's kind of the the bizarre thing about that story. Hippocratic oath above all else, or the idea that you you do no harm, or serve all, or or work to work to help anyone who comes before you. If that's just the way it is, then swastika tattoo is is irrelevant. Yeah, it's not. It's a non-story. But that's one of many oddities in that particular story. Okay, uh, Streamlabs. Let's see what we got going on over here. Phil says libertarianism is more utopian than communism. Communists at least know how to patrol a border. Well, it is true. And this is, I would say that borders and abortion tend to be the biggest splitting points in the so-called libertarian community. And, uh, on, on borders, yeah, I don't understand how you think you can preserve a society that values liberty by opening the door to hordes of people who don't value liberty. Liberty only survives among those who value it. If you, if you, it's, it's a dilemma in that if you are so liberty loving, so forgiving that you will allow the opponents of liberty to come and <laughs> to come and invade your space they will remove it so that's kind of a libertarian's dilemma you can't 
that it, that that liberty only survives among those who uh, who value it. That has to be confronted, and I don't understand how anybody can have a, an argument around that. So the the borderless people uh, don't make a lot of sense to me, but they're they're out there for sure. Encore hate switch says CNN is trying to preemptively blame shift China to cover when people start blaming Biden for the lockdowns. Oh, there's your angle. Maybe. Yeah, we, we want to protect Biden, even if we toss China under the bus. Renekis says the mask issue is the issue of particle count. The masks aren't going to be effective if they aren't fitted and are leaking. You have to filter the air and have full droplet protocol. The perfect diligence N95 at least gloves and gown uh, on the hour. Yeah, yeah. If you actually have a, a mask that is capable of filtering the particles and isn't uh, circulating air elsewhere that, that all the airflow is flowing only through that filtration sure but that's the trouble is we we live in a society of imperfect people who are not in a meticulously controlled medical environment we all have to go about our lives and you're just not going to get you're not going to get that type of perfect wearing a perfect use of the masks and so at least in my assessment masks end up being more performative than they are effective and that's not to Again, that's not to to say that all those who disagree with me are idiots or something like that. Do what you want. I am not going to harass you at Walmart for wearing a mask. All I ask is that you not do the same to me or my family. And I think that's a fair trade. That's all that's all people are asking for. We'll see how long the mask wars continue or if they move into vaccine wars next. Doc, oh, uh, Daniel, actually, over on YouTube, Daniel Kunkel. Hopefully, overturning the election steal is near from Citizens Free Press. Quote, Justice Alito sets deadline in Pennsylvania lawsuit to flip the election. It's time to end this one way or another. That will be an interesting case to watch. Alito had signaled previously that he was somewhat sympathetic to it. Of course, if that is the route, if you're going the court's route, you're going to need Pennsylvania. Maybe you think there's something optimistic about Georgia here. Maybe a signature audit would, would flip that. Earlier in the week, I thought Nevada might get interesting with the big talk from that lawyer. Turns out that's not the case. Maybe Wisconsin is the other one that you get. The combination of states I'm just not seeing right now. Maybe Sydney's Kraken pulls through in Michigan. You know, the, the cases are still out there. The cases are out there such that a combination exists. I just have a hard time of considering it uh, realistic for the moment. That said, it ain't over till it's over. And uh, the electoral votes have not been have not been uh, committed, have not been cast, and there are pending or developing legal cases as well. Doc Bailey says the mayor of San Diego wants to cancel Christmas. It's bad enough Christmas on the Prado? Prado? I don't, I don't know what that is. Bad enough Christmas there isn't happening. Now they want to cancel everything else. 2020 sucking right to the end. Well, the good news is you control your own Christmas, at least on your own property. So, yeah, make it the best damn Christmas you can with what you control although as we've seen the boundaries of what you actually control are constantly being encroached upon if you're in san diego i don't know who the mayor there is but uh, i wouldn't count on gavin newsom not personally raiding my property if he got a hot tip i saw a story out of michigan this week and it, it's it, it was a the headline was about health authorities in a particular county possibly raiding a wedding of 100 people that was about to happen. And the, the sentence from one of the health authority officials was something like, we got a lead on a wedding happening this weekend. And I just, I can't believe that we've 
In just this year, we've entered a society where you have authorities, quasi law enforcement saying, we got a lead on a wedding as though it was some big bust up of a gang or as though it was some big, I don't know, drug sting or, or you're breaking up some terrorist entity. You got a lead on a voluntary association, a voluntary event in which two people are having a, an event of their lifetimes. Nobody's rights are being violated. What are you talking about? We're saying, resources devoted to raiding people, living their lives, committing no wrong. At least not breaking the law, at least as I see it. Again, these are executive edicts. They are not passed through any sort of formal legislative process. Crazy times. Boogeyman says, uh, cheers to my favorite podcast duo. Cheers to you as well. Incompetent hands says, blonde firefly greater than sting. STNG. I don't know the reference. Worf is dishonored. Data wants to be human. Troy is upset. Jordy saves the day with two minutes left. Repeat. While Firefly, or, while Firefly warned us about the CCP 18 years ago, changed my mind. Those references are beyond me. I, I, unfortunately, I don't know what those are. But thank you, sir. Craig says, multiple people testified they were told to leave. Some shockingly heard it started again, returned and confirmed they left at 1 a.m. in, in the morning. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, at bare minimum, it is confirmed. It's disputed whether people were directed to leave, forced to leave. It is not disputed that they were told that counting was over and counting was not over. That is at the heart of that scandal. I've not heard any sort of explanation for that other than they said it wrong, other than that was the wrong thing to do. And if it was the wrong thing to do, who did it? Why? Those are things that are worthy of investigation. That's not debunked. That's not tinfoil. Those are fair questions. Why was that information delivered? For what purpose and what did it achieve? Let's get some answers. Achilles says, if we don't correct this election fraud, we will open the gate for there to be no more uh, fair elections again. Uh, ooh, I skipped one. I'll come back to it. But uh, Achil- yeah, on Achilles' point, you do... Obviously, you want to find the facts of what happened. And if you have the facts to support, quote unquote, correcting this, you do that. I think the other side of it is you have to maintain your commitment that a certain evidentiary standard must be met. If we don't maintain that, then we set the precedent that anybody can overturn elections if they don't like the results. And we don't want to go down that route either. It's possible that enough truth comes out in this election to change the results. I wouldn't put it as likely, but it remains a possibility. If it doesn't happen... That's why I would say that you, you don't just lay down and accept it. What you do is you get serious in your states implementing reforms around election security sufficient to gain your trust again. There's not a lot that the federal government, well, I, I mean, federal government does have, does have a lot of jurisdiction over federal elections. So there's not nothing the federal government uh, can do. But as always, you have maximum control locally. You have power to help clean up the election process in your state. You at least have the power to talk to your local representatives and senators. They have the power to pass new laws. We all should be doing that sort of thing if we really care about it. Whether we get to the bottom of this election or not, we do have some power in making sure the next election is something that is more transparent, more vetable, more fair, something we believe in to a stronger degree. That That's how we're forward-looking on this. That's not to say we abandon what happened this time, but... There will be more elections in the future. We do have a say and we do have a stake in, in fixing them, and making them better. 
Jacob says, uh, take my love, take my land, take me to where I cannot stand. I don't care. I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. That's an, that's an, that sounds like lyrics. It's got the music emojis too. So I just don't know the lyrics. Unfortunately, I don't know the song. Thank you, Jacob. Mr. Cyanide says the Democrats are actually engaging in political war, pretending to be Republicans and trying to convince Republicans not to vote in the Georgia runoffs. That's the other thing with Lynn Wood that people are very critical of is he has a history of supporting Democrats, which I don't know. I, I try not to be that critical of that sort of thing simply because I used to vote Democrat too. And people are talking about his donations. I think people are going to be mad at me. I think I once donated like 20 bucks to Obama, something like that. I'm sure they have the record of it is out there. Will you forgive me for that? Yeah, it's fine. We were all dumb kids once. Lynn Wood, that said has a decades long record of supporting Democrats that, you know, I, I don't necessarily have what I am saying though, is people are allowed to change their mind. I, I don't consider that to be, uh, Evidence against Lynn Wood in and of itself. But as a supplementary piece, I understand why people have questions about it. Let's see. JVal says, my sister gave me the whole fact check version of Suitcase Gate. Claimed there was a Republican monitor and nobody said leave. Only when I could get her. Uh, only when I could get with her was that the election was definitely less secure because mail-ins. Well, I. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I guess I don't necessarily agree with her characterization on suitcase gate, but, uh, is that, I've not seen that. I, I was told, was there a, Repub- a Republican monitor present when they counted those ballots? I thought that was, was not true. There was a Democrat observer. A Democrat observer. That's it. Yeah. It was my understanding of the story. We maybe I can look in the notes again. Hold on. Okay. You want to keep y- going? I'll look at <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Thanks for the clarification and good luck with your sister debates. Nathan Gaumond, Gaumond, sorry if I'm mispronouncing my ideal future during Trump's second term is continue to allow the tearing down of monuments by commies so we can take advantage of the free labor and replace them with Trump statues. Yeah. (laughs) Repurpose. Yeah. Way to turn uh, lemons into lemonade there. Mr. Cyanide also says, I said before that Sidney Powell's evidence was nothing and all her Kraken cases have been thrown out. She's provided no evidence and is damaging the public support for Trump's better cases. Yeah, uh, there's such a wide range of opinion on Sidney Powell, too. There's people who there are people who really buy into what Sidney Powell is saying. There are people who think Sidney Powell is a paid agent of somebody else operating to discredit Trump. So there's a we got a lot of theories about what we're watching. Yeah, it looks like it was one Democratic monitor from a secretary of the state's office. Who's reporting that? Uh, this is what I have in the notes. The secretary of state's office said one of its monitors was present. Um, probably, that's can, probably in the 11 Alive. I, I know we were using it. Was it was the 11 Alive. Okay, yeah. in the 11 Alive reporting. Okay. Thank you for uh, tracking that down. Uh, how did we say this one? We've asked a million times. Is it Sir She? Sir, Sir Shah. Blonde. In the name of equality, I demand the world waits for a COVID vaccine invented by a transsexual woman of color. No matter how long it takes, Michelle Obama can get it done. You're with me, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thunder Chicken. So glad I found the show months ago. Y'all are my Sunday night sanity check to head into work the work week. Can I read a uh, cheers and stay vigilant? <laughs> we try. We appreciate that. Thank Welcome you. And good, good luck with the work week. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Esoterica Unbound, as usual, Matt's video looks sharp and like a classic painting, say Rubens in his plaid phase. 
but blondes is fuzzy and washed out. Please fix this or I made to take my simping money elsewhere. Um, I actually look like this. I have a condition called blurry face syndrome. That's a very Vas- rock joke. Vaseline face. Vaseline. The old Vaseline yeah. face. No, there, it's, I don't know um, what it is issue or something with this new google thing we have to use we might have to scrap google's new meat system because it just it has connection issues that their old system didn't have so your video quality will fluctuate more than it had before i don't know why i was trying to give it a fair shake but it's not it's not doing great so we may consider some other video chat clients shortly this one's really gross shanique was stunning and brave screw y'all i did not rig the election but can confirm that matt and i once made love and as he stretched i reached into his pocket and pocket found a suspicious dump it's not as bad as it could be not yeah not i expected worse so thank you doesn't matter said is it just genetics that makes the black pill the hardest to swallow um unless this is some kind of literal thing but um like uh accepting reality on reality's terms is that is that what you mean i don't know i i suppose i have a genetic predisposition to be depressive hmm you seem like you're pretty optimistic within a familial sense. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't thought about if there's a genetic predisposition to that sort of thing. I don't know. Or is it, um, I guess that's not mutually exclusive with genetics, but I wonder if it's a female male thing too. Maybe, maybe. Um, Laurel says Supreme court case for Pennsylvania is promising. I actually watched an excellent Tim pool video on this today. Hmm. Good. There you go. Tim pool uh, compliments. I like to hear it. I know expanding mail and voting in Pennsylvania is against the Pennsylvania constitution. Oh, that's not what it was about, but team trunk was granted a forensic audit in Michigan. If those two turn huge pressure on Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Georgia. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear of the Michigan uh, case. So I presume that is also Sidney Powell's case. Cause that's what she's seeking in Georgia. That is news so, to me yeah. if she was successful in that. So if, if you have an actual investigation of the, the software in Michigan or the machines, both of them, at least you'll get some truth out of that, presumably. So may, maybe there's still uh, hope there. And then, yeah, that, that is the issue in Michigan. It's, uh, I guess what they, or in uh, Pennsylvania, I guess what they did in Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Constitution says, I, get, I forget what the terms are, but you, you, will have, you will conduct voting in X way. And the legislature, wasn't it actually the courts that, ex- it was the courts in Pennsylvania that expanded, well, the legislature expanded mail-in voting beyond where it existed and the courts expanded the time in which those mail-in ballots could be received. If I'm if I recall correctly, but yeah, the constitution says this is the way voting is going to work and the legislature and the courts and PA have said otherwise, but of course they don't have the authority to do that. So maybe you have something in Pennsylvania. Maybe you have something in Michigan though. That's speculative. So maybe the new combination is Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, realistically out of that, of those lists. Long shot, long shot, but long shots do happen. Uh, Hick non we says, um, there's no way the Dems could pull off a steal on this scale without the knowledge and assistance of the GOP. Republicans not voting in Georgia would be just a punishment against their party leadership. I often think that, um, high level Republicans and Democrats are in cahoots. So I, this honestly would not hmm. surprise me at all. Uh, Lurch 685, we discussed at length means we picked a time and date to hand over power. They probably yeah. did. They pro- Biden has way too many weird quotes like this. I'm not going to just consider them weird old man talk. They're way too honest. They're way too specific. I'm going to get a disease and resign. That's not even a. 
even if you're making a joke like oh back when back when i used to talk to obama i'd say like oh i'll i'll fall down the stairs and you'll never see me again or something i'll yeah. I, I will get a disease and resign just a weird specific thing to say and it wasn't presented like a joke and it didn't land like a joke it was like i said it was so bad and dry kamala didn't even laugh she didn't even laugh from how uncomfortable it was i know that was not a joke a uh, knuckle hunky buck in four years trump took us from an election riddled with russian interference to the most secure election in u.s history yeah imagine that mm. never gets any credit never will all right understatement says what has a point if you believe there was fraud make them act repubs have constitutional power to fix this make them do it why pledge votes to people that intend to go against your wishes i i understand that argument too yeah i guess the question would be go against your wishes to what degree and Mm -hmm. i i I guess my my skepticism is i i don't have a lot of time for purity tests when communism is the alternative and i i genuinely think with control of the senate and the presidency democrats are going to try some real shit that is going to make voter fraud look like a a very pleasant thing of the past. And that's not to say voter yeah. fraud doesn't matter. Trust me. If I live in Georgia, I would be calling up my uh, state officials to my state representatives to say, listen, we got to get this cleaned up. I get it. Make it happen. Go for it. I'm just saying, I'm not going to allow borderline commies to take control on principle in that case. Steve Watt, Biden gets five people turning up for a rally. Trump gets 50,000. This guy's apparently going to have the nuclear codes. He also showers with his German shepherd. Yeah, that was very strange. He pulled the dog's tail while he was in the shower. That's the story. What a weird. Did you know Biden's Thanksgiving stream, his Thanksgiving address stream got something like a thousand or fewer viewers live? This guy got 80 million votes and pulled roughly a thousand people on a live stream. I know that his audience. Sorry, what? Sure, he got 80 million votes. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just, I know he's not like the most digital. He might not be the most digital candidate of all time. And there are other reasons why people would vote for Biden beyond wanting to watch him on a live stream. But there should be some, shouldn't there be some parody in those numbers? If he's the most voted for candidate of all time, shouldn't he be one of the biggest streamers of all time? At least as far as politics goes. Hmm. Oh, I lost my place. Crap. Oh, uh, Pack says, Matt and Blonde, you're the best bookend every week. Do you have any thoughts on the alleged abandoned Nevada school bus full of voting machines ballots found in Arizona? Seriously, I'm, I'm not even privy to this. That is news to me. I'll have to uh, Google it while we... A, a bus full of ballots, Nevada, Arizona. I, I have not heard a thing about this, actually. And I don't see any immediate results. Send it my way. Just send me a link in the in my uh, inbox, email inbox, because I just don't see a results on that. I'd like to hear about it though. Um. So my baby's freaking out again. Uh, should I go through these super chats that are to me? Uh, sure. If you see a couple. Um. This is Matt Fields, blonde. I propose that the people of color communities that are affected the most by the Chinese enrichment get the vaccine first. I'll be a good white ally and get my doses to them. Hashtag deal to those breakers. I like that, Matt. That's funny. Um, this is uh, Quintus Aurelius Symmachus. Says, Blonde, make no mistake, there's mutiny occurring in rural sheriff departments. You just don't hear about it because it goes undetected. No further comment. 
Um, That's true. And even in more urban places, you have even in California, across California, New York, you have seen a lot of sheriff's departments come out publicly and say, screw this, not doing it. Andy D says, blonde, you would have approved of the Georgia meetup. No one showed up in a mask. We shook hands and hugged at the end. But we were all leaving. Love you guys. Keep up the great work. That's so great. I'm so glad because I was like, am I going to have to rip on this on these audience members? And I, mm. I held my tongue. But I guess I should have. <laughs> it was impressive. The girl with the turtleneck was a dead giveaway, though. So she just she, had it like pulled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She must have <laughs> not had a mask at all. Nobody had a spare one for her. Good. Uh, Genu Bath. This is the last one before I got a boogie. Um, my poor baby. She's having a rough night. I was one of the last Wednesday's callers and I brought up the topic of forgiveness and I'd like to ask Juan to ask her priest about the topic of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a core Christian belief. I do. I talk to my priest about it a lot. It's just some weird OCD hang up that I've got and I've got to get it under control. Anyway, I got to relieve my husband. This is Where did you leave off prior? I, I lost the spot. Um, whack Pack was one of the last ones I did. Uh, how do I spell it? Whack W-A-C-P-A-C. Hold on. Find this spot. <laughs> and then the oh, next w- one okay. is yeah, uh, Son of the Wolf. Yeah, Son of the Wolf. Got it. Thank you so much, you guys. I appreciate it. See you Wednesday. All right. Have a good night. And thanks for your patience, guys. Uh, let's see what we got here. Son of the Wolf says, just got off a 12-hour shift. Gotta love those double-time Sundays. So here's some shackles for giving me a sanity safe space. Well, thank you. And, uh, Hope you're doing well after a long day of work. Above average Joe says they want all felons to have voting rights restored, but keep the gun rights away. Yeah, it's a, again, this is kind of like the age thing where they want to give you some rights at certain ages, but not other ages. I, I understand the distinction between violent and nonviolent crimes, and I think that is something that is important. But in general, if you've paid your debt to society, should your rights be restored or not? If you are of a certain age, do you get your rights? Are, are your rights recognized legally is a better way of phrasing it or not. You, you have to pick, you have to pick uh, one in those contexts and, uh, and go with it. And yeah, I guess you can't, yeah, to the point that the chatter is making, you can't pick one right to say we restore this after you've committed a crime, but not the others. You do have to, you do have to grant the slate of rights to have any consistency. Let's see. Darlene says, I'm wondering how Biden at all are going to be approved for security clearances. There's no doubt they are compromised on multiple levels. Well, it depends on who's doing the security clearance, right? I guess the president automatically has every security clearance under the sun, but his people, to your point, it just depends on who's doing the clearances. Nicholas uh, Delay, thanks for supporting the show. Freddie Sauce says, I was denied service at a bar in Reno at a Reno casino because I was sitting on the stool, partly on my leg and not 100% full cheek bartender demanded. I stop quote playing games. This crap needs to end. Was that a coronavirus restriction or just a particularly rule happy bar? What would be the coronavirus reason for that? I don't know. Thank you, Freddie. Kevin Barber says if there isn't fraud, then uh, when did it stop and how did we stop it? If there's no evidence of fraud, how hard do we look? What do we do to ensure that no one can cheat or if they do it, we'll get caught? Well, uh, those are all good questions. So the latter questions of what we, what we can do about this sort of thing. I think you can return to the most basic, most vetable, most secure form of handling elections possible. And of course, generally this has to be done on a state by state level. We'll need to advocate for this and get it done in their states. If it's my state, yeah, 
uh, as someone who has taken advantage of absentee voting by mail, I've done it uh, for years now, but if I'm writing the law, the insecurities in all of this are too great for my liking. I would say you got to go back to in-person day of uh, present ID vote on paper, make it simple. We're not doing any more of this, uh, software digital systems software systems uh mail in without any any demonstration of identification uh or even requesting the ballot in certain circumstances across certain states make it as simple as possible and i'll look for that in my state of course kevin barber says uh, if observer transparency is the key how does that work when we call observers who call out abuse stupid or liars or say they don't know what they saw and their sworn statements aren't evidence yeah we have to stop that And it's on us to be as consistent as possible. The next time this happens and Democrats make the claims and present a bunch of evidence, you'll have to hear it. That said, they also have to prove it in court. But if we believe that poll watchers are important and that witness testimony is important, claims of fraud should be honestly investigated, everybody has to buy into that value. That includes us, but I like to believe there are plenty of us who do and would. I'm not so sure about... um, progressive left at this point they strike me as much more results oriented they get the results they like everything is fine if they don't everything is wrong that's not a that's not a system that's going to lead to uh, peace or cooperation or function really a denigan says uh, thanks for the sanity safe space all the way here in japan living in the future here remembering pearl harbor and the day that we and the day that will live in infamy that's right it is pearl harbor day there already as we live through the year that will the year that will live in infamy yeah i saw uh people make those claims on twitter and elsewhere all the time because we have increased coronavirus deaths now oh it's like a 9-11 every day oh it's like a pearl harbor every day okay but if that's your definition uh, every day is Pearl Harbor plus 9-11, every single one. Something like 8,000 people die in this country every day. And that's not to say we shouldn't make efforts to preserve life, but we do have to put these things in perspective. We <laughs> They compare it, oh, that's, that's worse. Uh, coronavirus is worse than Vietnam. Well, I suppose uh, car accidents are worse than Vietnam. You, you have to consider these things in their proper context and Understand the reality that these are different things. Viral spread is a different thing than getting shot at by people in the jungle. A death is not a death is not a death. They are different things. I don't don't know. I don't understand those weird comparisons. They don't make any sense. Happy Pearl Harbor Day is the point. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. uh, Mizoto says, here's a riddle. I hope you like math. (laughs) What is 13% yet also half? Uh, that is a lot of hate in that heart. I can't. Uh, I can't believe that someone would have so much like hate in their heart. That is a riddle I can't answer. Sinek Eight says, "You guys have ads on your live stream. The type that plays when you press the video. I'm assuming that you're getting paid for these. In theory, and I, thank you, Susan, for blessing us with ads. We might get a nickel coming our way or something like that. Uh, but YouTube is so." non-transparent with their ad policies and they change the rules on the fly all the time for all i know it's straight to susan's pocket who knows but thank you for letting me know that's uh that's good to know esoterica unbound says judges will never overturn an election because of fraud they more than most know how dysfunctional our government is they fear that if its democratic edifice is poked too hard the whole thing may come down yeah 
Yeah, I understand judicial reluctance to overturn what they view as the will of the people. I just wish they saw that more in the legislative context, too. You know, if the Supreme Court were, were more deferential to the legislature, for example, not so eager to overturn the will of the legislature, not based on constitutional requirement, but based on their personal whims. That's not necessarily a bad thing is what I'm saying. But uh, in this case, it is uh, if you're wanting a path for the president, that is an obstacle for sure. Dan, Dan G. Seegers says, hey, guys, update on the Baltimore Police Department. All of the defunded units have quietly been put back in service within the past month. City Council was doing it for brownie points figures. Yeah, I can't believe it. Shocking. Thank you for that update. 2A says, at what point is driving people to suicide by social isolation and economic ruin the state murdering the population? Yeah, good, good question. Uh, we talk about the court in L.A. asking for evidence that dining outdoors is causing viral spread why don't we get asked uh, we'd have to have a court case that would require it of course but how often do we ask those questions uh, can you provide evidence that lockdown is causing an increase in deaths of despair yes yes we can so how long are we going to continue this farce of pretending that we're saving lives when we are ending all sorts of lives far too soon in totally preventable fashion on a totally discretionary basis just because we choose to do it because we've decided arbitrarily that we want to protect certain lives at all costs and we're willing to throw other lives under the bus to make it happen. That's the great lie of all of this um, is that, that we're saving lives. I think the data will show, and there's reason to believe so far, I think the data will ultimately show that all we did really was trade some lives for others. We just decided that these, these lives will be protected at all costs. Other lives are more expendable. We'll see. We'll see what the data show when the year is all done. Paul, says is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery forbid it almighty god i know not what course others may take but as for me give me liberty or give me death quotes to remember yeah um yep uh, and I, I wish more people felt that way i don't i don't know that critical mass of our country does anymore i think mo- a lot of people would say i would rather live a safe life confined to a padded cell than be burdened with the freedom to forge my own path because the freedom to forge my own path necessarily entails danger and risk. And I don't accept those things. It's it's sad commentary, but perhaps we'll have to go through seeing the other side of this freedom versus safety, supposed deal to reacquaint ourselves with the, uh, the side of that deal that our founding fathers came, uh, 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 stood on, stood so heavily on one side of, I suppose. Thunderstorm, says, I thought George Orwell wrote 1984 as a warning, not a guidebook for global government. Came in handy. Yeah. (laughs) Sore loser says, CNN is starting to shift the narrative to China so Biden can take credit for defeating the virus and how stupid Trump was for falling for China's dupe. They are laying the groundwork. Maybe, maybe it is a Biden protection mechanism. You guys might be onto something. Kitsky or Kitsy says, hey, longtime listener, but first time money giver. Is there any recommendation for SoCal gals that are anti-mask we're the underdog minority of the state. Uh, I, I, I don't know much of anything about Southern California, to be honest. I thought like you guys in Orange County were supposedly um, more, uh, more conservative on such things. So there's got to be friends in Orange County, right? I don't know. I do know there's a decent amount of listeners of this show in the Southern California area. So if you're looking for new friends, the community page on my website can help you with some of that. Uh, that would be one place to start. But as far as 
other specifics, I wouldn't I wouldn't know where to t- where to direct you, unfortunately. But all the best. Thank you for uh, tuning in. And thanks for supporting the show. Slosher says studies before 2020 showed cloth masks didn't work for influenza or measles. I predict in 2021 that places will start to make N95 masks mandatory. Could be. My dad was texting me the other day too. Uh, You'll never see if we're even allowed on planes without vaccine certification. You'll probably never see uh, plane rides free from masks again. And this is the great worry about this sort of thing. What reasoning about masks applies only to coronavirus it doesn't it would apply just as validly to the flu it would apply just as validly to any common cold during any winter we've now just accepted that it is a normal courteous thing to do to wear a mask in confined spaces and that's not going to go away even when coronavirus is uh, all but extinct i think we've changed our our view and expectation of normal probably borderline permanently or at least like long term Laurel says in the chat, we discussed how the re-education camps will be. Maybe not so bad. I'll be with all white men my age after daily self-flagellation and flag burning. We get gluten-free bread and health care. <laughs> gluten-free bread. Is that lower calorie? Will that sustain you? I don't know. If there's anything sadder than being in a bread line, it's being in a gluten-free bread line. But we might find ourselves in that reality. Knuckle Hunky Bunk says, what, do you, what the hell do you mean not so bad in gluten-free bread? Yeah, those two phrases do not belong together. Fair point. Kevin Barber says, Biden's anti-10th corona orders, uh, be they masks, vaccines, or lockdowns, will 100% work as his being president will cure the hysterical coverage. The counts will stop and it will fall, fall out of the news. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Maybe, maybe that'll happen. This, it, we've seen stuff like this happen. They praise New York and New Jersey as stopping the virus, even though all that happened is the virus tore through those places very quickly. So there's very few people left to infect or kill. I know their numbers are a little bit on the rise, but yeah, eventually viruses run their course. And then it's, they look, these people look back and say, oh, it was our regulatory measures that stopped it as though coronavirus could ever or would ever run infinitely anyway. Mutations of it might, but strictly speaking, the virus is going to infect people. People will develop immunity and the virus will either change and adapt or it will die. But that's kind of the natural course of things. You don't get to look back in hindsight and say, oh, only our intervention stopped it. No, that's, that's called the biological reality. Urashima Otaru says it is not a vaccine. It uses mRNA to alter your genetic material in order to make your cells less susceptible to the virus. It is gene therapy. The fact that they call it a vaccine is abhorrent. I'm onto the theory that it's just a saline solution that is designed to control you. That's it. It's just salt water. It's just salt water placebo that they use to make you get in line for broader purposes. I don't know. I, I don't know that much about the biology of the vaccine. And I'm not... I can't I can't give you expertise on that. And I'm not going to be mad at anybody who decides this is scientifically up to snuff for me. Go ahead and stab it. It's it's much more of a, a philosophical principle thing for me. If I don't consent to you stabbing my body and injecting it with chemicals, you have no right to do it. And I'm not going to consent. Uh it, it's not even about the effectiveness. To me, as a as a healthy uh young-ish adult. I'll take my chances with the virus. I'm pretty sure I've already had it to be honest, but I'll take my chances with the virus that in my demographic is something like 99.9% survival rate. Face those viruses many times in my, uh, in my life and I'll face them again. And it's my choice to do that or not. That's the principle that's at stake here. 
Sean Garvey says, just like censorship has been delegated from the government to the quote unquote uh, to the private sector. So too, will it be with the mandated vaccine? We'll be able to choose to not take the vaccine provided we go nowhere and do nothing. Yeah, that'll be the interesting choice. My only hope is that those who do exercise the choice and and their right to refuse are of such a critical mass that there can be an entirely separate economy. Essentially, we've seen this sort of where you have progressive social media and then through parlor other places not progressive competitors rise up and they form almost silo i mean eventually you could see uh, i don't know if it would be a left or right split but we could use that as a rough a rough uh category rough categorization would you have progressive economies and non-progressive at that point you might as well just be separate countries you might as well just split. But again, will the people, will these people ever leave us alone? Jimmy, uh, Jim Nee rather says the UK is trying to procure AI to bolster their systems, which are expected to crash under the number of people pre- presenting with adverse effects from the vaccine. Matt have already ma- uh, emailed you the procurement notice. Okay. I'll have to check that out, but yeah, this is going to get really sketchy in the next year. You thought 2020 was wild. Get ready for 2021. Matt Field says, Blonde, I promise you. Oh, this is what this was one we uh, read earlier. Thank you, Matt. Donday 2K says, check out the video by based Sheriff Bianco of Riverside County, California. He will not comply and totally sticks it to Governor Gavin. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Achilles says, just let the big cities burn. My small town in North Carolina has had no special lockdown measures, only the state ones. And the Black Lives Matter that did protest here thanked the cops of the city. Good. Yeah, there are there are still places of refuge, no doubt. And I'm glad you're in one. Aladdin's Nightmare says, if the coof is so contagious and deadly, why haven't homeless populations been devastated? We're shown images of camps, no masks, crowded together, and aren't and they aren't wiped out as proof that the coof is a pandemic. Haven't heard a lot about that. And of course, in Los Angeles, if you're experiencing homelessness, you are exempt from the bulk of the lockdown orders. Now, to be fair, there were all sorts of exemptions. It appears that a lot of the lockdown order was show in many ways. But yeah, it is interesting that homeless people get a specific and explicit exemption. Bobby Collins says, I highly doubt that that doctor, that quote unquote doctor was quote unquote circumcised. <laughs> Okay. Lawyer, maybe accountant, perhaps Hollywood child lover. Sure. But doctor, no. Okay. I see you, Bobby Collins. And Susan does too. Getting us off the air sooner rather than later. Raynor Chen says, Hey guys, an early Merry Christmas to you. And I hope you have a good 2021. I am only, or I am on my way to talk with my uh, talk with the wife of my sister to sign the divorce papers. Ooh, she lives in San Francisco, so I have to bring my thick boots, gas mask, and Biden 2020 sign. That's how you don't get assaulted. That's that's good to hear. Uh, well, I'm sorry to. I, I hope that's. I hope that's good news. I, if not, I'm sorry to hear about potential difficulties in your family. But uh, Merry Christmas, of course, and uh, stay sane in San Francisco, man. Tori D says Goblin. <laughs> I can't. <clears throat> the doctor is obviously lying. End of end of chat. <laughs> Tori's really trying to get me in trouble. Quintus Aurelius Simakis says, uh, "Oh, this is this was this one was sort of blonde earlier." Thank you, Andy says blonde. You oh, this one was about the the mask meetup. All right, sorry, bear with me, guys. Thank you guys for supporting. Jenny Bath says, "I was one of last Wednesday's callers, and I brought up the topic of forgiveness, and I'd like to ask." Oh, we did this one too. Sorry, I I need to read ahead. Thank you for calling in, Jenny Bath. 
Rebel Nichols says the I got to be careful with the ones about the doctor. The doctor needs to have his shoulder checked out by an orthopedic surgeon to make sure it's okay after dislocating it from patting himself on the back. Yeah, terrible injury. Plum Logan says it's too bad there aren't any. (laughs) Okay. It's too bad the doctor's story is not getting shared more far and wide. Blissful Wolf says masks are like socialism. They only work on paper. Not the real world. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing. Is it implausible to believe that um, that cloth could stop the spread of some some particles or droplets of your spit that might be traveling through the air? Sure, that might happen, but that's kind of the issue. Do they actually stop the circulation of air and the flow of those particles? Not that much if it's not actually sealed to your face. If it's not, if there's if there's airflow that's circumventing the mask, you tend not to see a gigantic effect. At least in my opinion. I understand this is disputed. I'm not saying if you believe otherwise, you're wrong. I'm saying this stuff's disputed. Perhaps freedom of choice might be an answer to this dilemma, like it is in many other contexts, a lot of which Democrats generally agree, particularly those choices that pertain to your body. A crafty Haragok says, if you fook with the don't tread on me snake, then you're willing to find out what will happen. Uh, you have been warned. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I mean, uh, the ideas of the don't tread on me mantra and the libertarian principle in general is not that I will lay down for you. It is leave me alone. And if you don't, there will be consequences. That that is absolutely true. I, I guess I'm just starting to question. I'll never leave it. Don't get me wrong. I want to be left alone. I'm going to leave other people alone. That is a core principle and a core value. I just start to question to what degree will these people ever leave us alone? And are we wasting time even giving them the opportunity to do it? Because they don't. Because they don't. Though, yes, leave me alone until you don't. And then um, then you leave people without a choice. I get it, for sure. And I'm not turning my back on that principle. Gary Christensen says... UC Davis is a teaching hospital. I avoided after getting an ultrasound on my private area from a hot 25 year old Indian chick. (laughs) It wasn't like dear penthouse. It was, why is it so cold? I swear it's not usually like this. I don't, in California, I don't know if that's a true story or not. That could be 100% accurate for all I know. And I'm sorry if it, uh, if that actually did happen, does it matter? Says the year is 2245 and hundreds of global archaeological, Archaeological digs are still finding boxes of ballots for Biden, bringing his vote total to a new intergalactic record of six trillion. Wow. Congratulations, Joe Biden. First president. He has the most posthumous votes. He, he will hold that record too. most posthumous votes, most posthumous votes, both for him and received by him. Guinness World Records. Joe Biden will hold that one. I think we're about good, guys. Uh, we're all set over on. D live. Thank you guys for supporting the show. We'll refresh over on Streamlabs. Kim says, "Oh, we do. Maybe do we have a couple over here? Oh no, here we go. Yeah, Kim says, couldn't catch the show live tonight due to a family crisis, but I'm really looking forward to listening tomorrow and getting a sanity safe space. Blessings to both of you." for what you uh, do and what you've created. Well, I'm sorry to hear about the family issue. Hopefully it resolves and thank you for tuning in and all the best week to you. Refresh on YouTube and we'll call it. Yeah, we're all set guys. We will call it good and uh, 
we uh, we will see you back next weekend, of course, or maybe on Wednesday in between. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight and uh, keeping us on track with the truth as much as we possibly can and all the changing facts around everything going on right now. It's much appreciated because we try to assemble everything accurately, but, you know, that it's impossible to do anything with perfection. So appreciate your help. And if you're uh, listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. If you're over on BitChute or DLive or wherever you may be finding it. If you're looking for more material, we've got extra stuff posted on the audio platforms of the podcast linked in the description and on the website. We uh, went on Brittany Venti's show this week. That was great fun. That's uh, over on our audio platforms. So check that out. You can uh, email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. Have a great week. Thank you.